You can't see none of that on the camera, right? None of what? This? His paraphernalia. Oh, uh. And phone. I mean, I see your phone. Yeah. Can I put, yeah, put your phone in your pocket, put the paraphernalia on the thing. Can you still see that? No, right? Mm-hmm. I can't see, like, your bud. Okay. If you have bud out, cool, I can't yeah. see it. No, it's nothing there. Don't worry about it. All right, I ready? Think, I think people know you smoke weed. It's okay. No, Rory and Ma. Welcome to another episode of the new Rory and Maul podcast. I am Maul. I am Rory. Keep that whole intro, too. Yeah, let's keep that whole thing going. Um, <laughs> how you feeling, man? Uh, a little uncomfortable because Eden's wearing an OVO shirt, and I just I don't know why. I, I don't know why that's always weird to me. Do I sound like a hater when I? Be... That's not. That's, you know why he's wearing an OVO shirt? God did. How how'd you get that shirt? God made you wear that shirt today. Mm-hmm. God that's told a me great to. way of looking at it, Eden. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I don't know, maybe it's my age difference because I did wear Rockaware and Sean John and all that. Just mm-hmm. OVO. I feel like only women should wear OVO clothing. No Dreamville. Uh, no, I I have never worn a Dreamville shirt i just feel like that era is kind of over of wearing rappers clothing merch is cool but i mean like just the label branded shit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think the rock nation hat was the last time that that was ever a thing the planes the planes hat yeah because now yeah now i just feel like well one anytime a girl has an ovo shirt on i i I do judge a bit and i don't think she i don't think she purchased it She definitely didn't purchase it. You know that was a you know the spend the night shirt when you when you see it. This was a gift, so nah, that's a spend the night shirt. I had a woman come to my house with the OVO Jordan collab <laughs> bag that I don't think they sold. The white one. Like I think you had I think you actually had to Drake physically had to hand it to you. Yeah. <laughs> How nasty. It's always funny when you notice things like that. Like when you see women in like oversized like UCLA t shirts and shit like that, it's like Is it is it corny that I, I kind of like that felt away? Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Listen, I'm I didn't that. feel away in, in the regard of, of, of Eskimo brothering. No. But just like, I'm sure you have another bag. And I'm sure. You could have brought yeah. a different I'm overnight sure you bag. you have another bag. You have another shirt. You didn't have to wear that. You know that's a conversation piece. Like, you, women know when they're wearing a conversation piece. Like, like you, they know. You don't like Michael Jordan yeah, either. At all. <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, I see y'all was out this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I was out shaking ass. Rory was out uh, shaking ass, being a therapist. Was I? Oh, you look like you was in your therapist bag. Look like you was walking around telling people, "Hey, God loves you." <laughs> I mean, God did. Yeah, no, He definitely he did, did love believe. me this weekend for sure. No, I was, I was getting to it. I felt like at the at the party. You I was in my therapy bag. Getting to it, yeah, bro. You got a two step. Listen, I'm gonna was, catch you doing a two step. I was, one day. I was shaking my rump a little bit. Yuck. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Listen, see, this is we got to get this. See, I'm learning with Rory. You got to, I know where he's headed now. You got to slow him down some. Don't ever tell me you were shaking your rump and then look at me. Why? No, we're just not doing that. Don't shake. First of all, don't shake your rump. Okay, what happens if we go out and I gyrate my hips a little bit, but I'm leaving with with you next to me? I'm leaving. I'm leaving. When you look around, like, yo, I don't know. Maul was just standing right here. Just know that I'm on my way home. We was, Julian had no problem with it. Julian looks like he was out (laughs) gyrating as well. Yeah. Were, did you go out? Did you go out too? No. So just oh this one right here. You, yeah. oh, this one. She's on a <laughs> let me just let y'all know. Damaris is on a very short leash right now. Like her leash. Yo, what did I do? You know how you give the, the dogs the retractable leashes? Mm-hmm. She used to have the retractable leash. Yeah. She now has the very short leash where she can only walk maybe three feet ahead of you. That's crazy. Listen, you gotta watch Damaris when she goes out. It's just like you just know I didn't some do shit. Ah, I don't want to hear it. Just something shush. something definitely came across her eyes the moment we walked into the venue. Because we we grabbed a drink before, which was calm. Three of us was chilling. I was like, oh, this, this is a cool going out crew. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's calm and, you know, we'll know to mind our business and 
when to leave. Something just came over Damaris's aura, I felt like. We went, we went through like the side entrance too, so she was kind of feeling herself looking at all the broke people. Oh, yeah. You know, you <laughs> she know was like, the, oh, look at the pores. You know, anytime Damaris realized she has access yeah, to like, something now, she go crazy. Like, like I'll walk through the kitchen now, I don't walk through the front. It's like, oh, is that a line? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that Damaris wasn't going to shoot her shot a little bit because she was saying she was trying to find a man. I said, oh, this is going to be a bunch of you know, people I went to college with that all work at JP Morgan now. It's a, it's a good place to find so, a man. What was this party? Uh, it, was, it was my couple friends. Okay. Through, through a party, okay. through the sign up and everything. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it felt it felt very da- dancing gang in there. Okay, so it was a Kappa. This was a Kappa event. But I thought that was perfect for Damaris because again, they're adults. Mm-hmm. These are all people. It's like a thirty plus party. Yeah, not not for the young kids, which means they enjoy themselves. They like to go out, but they also have job and responsibility, which is what I think Damaris needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quiet as a mouse. So many handsome men around us. Quiet as a mouse. Okay, let's. <laughs> Let's kill this. Okay. First of all, when me and Rory originally discussed going to this event, I thought that this was going to be like a mixer, right? I thought that you would be able to hear yourself talk. I was not aware that it was the type of party that it was until I got there. I do not, I'm not going to walk up to men in a very loud party and attempt to, that's not me. I'm not that girl. Now women, I got a bunch of women, like my Instagram and phone full of women. Mm -hmm. Women Mm -hmm. were everywhere and they they were in there. I couldn't even pay attention to men. It was so many beautiful women in there. But men, I'm not Not walking up to no man in no loud party while he gyrating the last loss and trying to get his number. I'm good. Last loss. No. Okay. It wasn't that type of vibe at all. The joints were in there though. They yeah. were in there. They was in there. I couldn't even focus. Like what? They was there. And, and, and there was there was a few uh, ghosts of pussy pass in there as well, which can always get a little weird. Ooh, there was a few skeletons. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so no, no, few, they was alive and well. So, <laughs> they're not skeletons. So a few zombies running oh, around. Oh my god! It's always fun when you go to a party and you haven't been out in a while and you see a bunch of women that you used to date. And but it was a specific crowd I haven't seen in a long time. Only either. if you're doing better in life. Like if you're doing better in life, then when you last saw them, it's always great. But if you fucked up, you try to you try to avoid them. You don't want to see those women. I did kind of have my my Mike Jones moment while I was in there speaking of that. There there was a joint that when I was in college, like post college, that I used to shoot my shot at and was like, you know, I liked her. Mm-hmm. But nothing ever happened. You know, she did her thing. She was on me at the party. I'm like, oh wait, now you like me? Yeah, you got money. Fucking twelve years later, bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's when she's supposed to like you. Well, See, I don't like her now. Well, yeah, no, and and that's when you're not supposed to like her. But it's always good when you notice that women that you liked years ago didn't wasn't really giving you no rhythm, and then now you see them, and it's like, oh, now you got conversation for me. Now you got you know I me mean, energy for me. Well, that actually made me more upset at myself because why was I so in love with a hoe? Uh, I mean, you know. but you, but you've been, you've won a record. She saying didn't, you love a good she didn't like me until I succeeded. You love these hoes. Well, she's, uh, well, she's a she whole has good survival she, skills. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> yeah. We can't, we can't be mad at women for yeah, not dating right. brokies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh no, I'm, I'm never, I'm never team that. Yeah, I think yeah, women yeah. should go after men with money. Absolutely. And I said that when I didn't I have it. Listen, I get it. I, I just think that as men now, we need to start going after women with money. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. Like you got, you got to bring bring something to the table too. You have to be yeah. doing well in your life. No too. more broke bitches. Yeah, no more broke bitches. We don't. We not. They got great pussy though. Oh the man, the greatest sex. Love a bum. <laughs> love oh, love a bum bitch. Yeah, a bum. Oh, <laughs> bum, a bum bum bitch. pussy. Ooh, <laughs> wee. Bum pussy is great. Oh, some of the best times of my life with bum bitches. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They looked amazing. They absolutely. were just bums. Absolutely, just absolute bums. They like, were dependents. They were children at the end of the yeah. day. You order just another crazy, kid. Like, oh, this is where you live. Yeah. Like wow, pussy fire. Yeah, like I should have been had sex with you. I was aiming low. 
This is how you sleep? You gotta go lower. Oh, wait, you were going to make me work for it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to go to work. <laughs> Oh man, that's, uh, so y'all had a good time when y'all went out. I went out. Uh, I went out as well Saturday. Okay, I linked up with um with Julius. He had a he had hit me. I haven't seen Julius in a while, probably since before the season ended. And he hit me and was like, "Yo, what's up, man? Want to step Julius out?" Randall? Yeah, Julius Randall. Yeah, Julius Randall. So he's like, "Yo, what's up, man? Let's let's step let's step out tonight." And I was like, oh. "I was like, all right, man. Only because you want to step out. I haven't seen you. Cool." So we went to little sister. I, I know when a, when a man is fighting wow, with his wife. You're a fucking whore. What a yeah. fucking. Went to little sister. Uh, what is just when sister? I thought we were thoughts for being a stage forty eight. You went to little sister. Uh, for those that don't know, I don't, don't bro, Of course, choice was on. I don't Saturday, know, little sister. I don't Shout know who, to choice. I don't know who was DJing. Like, I'm uh, sure it was choice. I literally walked in. Said what's up to Julius and his wife. We sat there, we talked, we kicked it for about an hour, and I left. What is little little sister? All right, for those that that don't live in the New York area, little sister. Everyone knows, I guess, one oak would be a, yeah something universal. Yeah. You can't know New York and not know one oak. Mm-hmm. And there's other there's one oaks in other places. Yeah, little sister is is kind of one oakish in the way that it's very clubby, very industry, very IG thotty, um, very much take. Pictures in front of the sign, yeah, and did tag you? it type of place. It did was, you guys? Did you guys go to say less for dinner first, and then went to Little Sister? Or no, God, no. I'm not. I wasn't outside like that. No, no. Um, but I, it's funny, like going out, man. I, I was talking to Julius about it when we was there, and I was just looking around. Clubbing is like going out to the club is a very weird thing when you really think about it. Like I'm going to a place. I'm going to be around a bunch of strangers that I don't know from. Different walks of life, different areas, different parts of the city, different parts of the country, the world, wherever. And we're going to stand in this room. Mm. We're going to all get drunk. And some people are going to be on drugs. It's going to be too loud to even communicate with each other. Like, it's yeah. just like, bro, this is the, like, being in the club, You th- there's no way you can enjoy yourself being in the club and being sober. That is, oh, uh, Like, you have to smoke weed. You have to drink. You oh, have yeah. to do I, something. I could never be sober. Like, you can't oh, yeah. be completely sober and enjoy yourself. It's too much. It's too much. The frequency is just too much shit going on. It's yeah. way too much shit going on. You need to be a little, like, faded. To you like, have to be in a lo- another. Yeah, you got to be tapped into another part of your fucking brain and just kind of, like. Because it's a terrible concept. It's the, it's <laughs> the worst concept. Oh, you're created. leaving out that uh, I'm going to go buy a bottle that costs $40. Gonna, Outside I'm of this place, I'm going to pay eight hundred dollars for it. Yeah, it's, it's just the craziest experience. The, but the music was great. Um, the people seemed to be having a good time. The ceilings are low in there. Was was how did how did Julius navigate? Uh, no, nah, so it's low ceilings. <laughs> nah, it, no it is, couch it standing low, for him. Yeah, it, it is lower than than normal. <laughs> but but he was he was fine. But it was it was cool to see him and kick it and catch up. And um, we, we talked about the upcoming season, the Knicks, and the moves that they made. And he told me he said, "Bro, for some reason." I know it sounds crazy, but I think this shit is gonna work this season. He just said the chemistry with the with the teammates, the new the new players, the new management front office. He was yeah. like, bro, J.R. Smith said the same thing to me in Greenhouse. Yeah, no. <laughs> like 10, 15 years ago. But I understand I understand why he said it though. He said it like, in Little Sister. It's 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 but it's the reason why he said it. Just the the, the type of players that they have now. There's I not like really much of, there's not really much of an ego mm. with this team. I like last year's team. Last year's team was good. Uh, they underachieved, obviously, but they they were a good team. But um, yeah, man, it was just good catching up with him and seeing him, and uh, hopefully the Knicks uh, make the fucking playoffs this year because New York needs it. And I feel like we don't hear much about Obi at all. Like he was one of those where I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna see him out every night. Every bitch I, I know is gonna call him by his government yeah, his first name because he's from here. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. just assumed that was that the fact that I hear nothing about him. 
gives me confidence that he's yeah. focused on basketball. Yeah, he's focused. Uh, obviously, his dad is, is still very close to him in in his life. Um, but he seems like he has his head his his head on right. Yeah, though. No, I, I like. He doesn't seem like he's distracted. He doesn't seem like he's out there trying to like you know be in the newspapers for dumb shit. He seems like he's focused. So yeah, listen, I don't, I don't want to talk about my my weekend because life changing things happened over this weekend, and I don't, I don't want to dampen that light with, with my Atlantic City bullshit, man. And there's a reason that I have pink flowers right here. Mm. Oh, you do have and, pink flowers. And two joints. Mm. Pre-rolled. And a bottle of Moet. Oh, well, hold on. What'd you do? He just, it's he not st- something I did. He stole that from the bachelor party this weekend. We gotta celebrate my brother, man. <laughs> my brother Maul got engaged over the weekend. Oh, wait, what? And I... Want to surprise you with this bottle of Moet? I let you do the honors. I know it's a really big, it's a really big thing wait, in your life. Wait, who do you get engaged to? Yeah, who did I get engaged to over the weekend? I mean, I don't want to put your personal business out there, but she announced it. She did it the engagement reveal, uh, um, and because you guys are two big public figures and my <laughs> and my favorite power couple in the industry, and that power is trash. <laughs> don't call her that. That's a low. That's a low battery percentage. A reflection of you. I think she's the light of of the world, which I I believe you would think that as well if you got engaged to her. Mm-hmm. Azealia Banks announced over the oh weekend that God. Maul had proposed to her. She said yes. Um, I thought the gifts that you got her for the engagement were a little weird, but I know couples have their things. Yeah, I thought the bleach cream was a little much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what you guys are into. Yeah, it's not my business. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it seems like it's your business. You're talking about it. I mean, you've both been engaged before, so I I, I yeah. follow the shade room. So it's all our business. <laughs> Once it hits the shade room, it's everybody's business now. So why were you guys secretly dating for one, the past year? She said you guys were secretly dating for the past year. So that's since we got the deal. Mm-hmm. Is that when she came along or was it yeah. in love? You know, they try to jump on you after you sign that contract, baby D. Mm-hmm. You know, your phone start blowing up. They start talking about how much they adore you and think you're a great guy. Mm-hmm. You're so charming. And it's really just the contract that you just inked. That's all. So what was it about her that, that really did it for you? Me and Azealia are friends. We I don't know. Listen. Well, I, listen, as someone, I think that's how all couples should start. As friends? Like if you're not friends first, yeah, I don't think it's not going to work. work. So I'm, yeah. glad, I'm so glad that you guys went about that so route. So you weren't friends. My bad. I'm a- yeah, let's talk about your engagement. We're here to talk about uh, <clears throat> Maul and Azealia's engagement. Maul, why is squash? Let's ask the deeper question. Why did Azealia choose to just fucking throw my mentions and my text messages into the fucking pits of fucking hell by tweeting that? Because you're Nate. Because that's all that happened. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Well, some people feel that if you don't show off your partner to the world, it's like you're hiding them. Mm -hmm. So I think she was just excited about the news and like any woman, couldn't wait. To share with the world don't and her don't fans. Tell me, don't tell me she couldn't wait. <laughs> she could wait. You could always wait. Where was um? Where did you get the squash? Listen, I don't know. I, I love Azalea. She's she's great. I I just don't know why she chose to put me in that tweet or those series of tweets. I I don't know. Who me and Azalea are not dating. What she put in there? I didn't have her in the mall closet. She said she got a. She's coming out of the mall closet. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't have you in a closet. You in the closet. Dark closet. This is what Azalea said. I don't know. Wait, did That's any other women closet. come out as well? No, thank God. I, I, I didn't. I didn't even know I had a closet. Um, I mean, I'm sure you have a closet. But uh, yeah, she just felt like 
I guess. And the crazy shit is, like, I, I hit her, like, with the LOL, like, yo, like, you're crazy. She didn't respond to that at all. <laughs> yeah. But then text me today, like, something about her, one of her upcoming shows. I'm like, so you just totally ignored the fact that you just threw my name out here some crazy shit that's all on the blogs this weekend. I hit you about it laughing. Ignored that, but now you hit me talking about yo, I got a show um in September, summer stage, whatever, whatever. Did oh, that's tell her the most the most important thing in marriage is communication. <laughs> yes, that is the, that right. is the most that's important no way to talk part to your wife, Maul. I, I mean, she shouldn't have outed me like that. She outed me. How didn't outed, she doesn't know if I wanted people to know that. You're gonna do the public engagement at the show. Like get get down on one knee at like the show. The re, yeah. Do the re-engagement. <laughs> <laughs> I probably I probably will bring her some squash on stage. I might bring her good squash. Julian's an asshole. Yeah. Squash is good for I mean, brunch. Yeah. And it's good for the palate, like when she's performing. Yeah. Yeah, it helps. I just just don't do it at brunch, that's all I'm saying. No, we've had an example of what not to do at just brunch. Brunch is probably just not the place to, to yeah. do that. Yeah, it's inappropriate. Yeah, in front of your yeah friends, it doesn't it doesn't know. last. Like engagements at brunches don't <laughs> seem to have a long shelf life. No. The shelf life is very short on no. getting proposed to at a, a brunch. And like if for some reason Beyonce's there, like maybe wait. Yeah, wait. And I do like another time. Yeah, and what were you thinking? <laughs> like take me take me into the mind of the guy that is I got you Moet. <laughs> I no, want to do you. a speech for your engagement. Think, and now we're no, gonna we go off still, my failed one. We can still drink Moet <laughs> to your failed engagement. Like yo, let's cheers Damn. to the we gotta cheers to the losses yeah. too. We only cheers to the wins. Let's cheers to the losses. Wins and losses. Like the, right. like the teams that lose, the teams that lose the fucking the finals, they should still have champagne Listen, in their man. locker room. Yeah, you had a great season. You didn't Listen, finish. Man. Ro- Rory did that, so hopefully Maul won't have to go through that. No, Maul right. would never no. go through that. Let me let me <laughs> let me assure you what Maul would never do. Maul would never propose at the Rock Nation brunch. It would never happen. Maul, no. I didn't propose no. at the Rock Nation brunch. You did. It you wasn't were there. Nation, you were on Rock Nation brunch property. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. <laughs> yeah. You walked in the same interest as everybody else and then walked to the side of the property and said, hey, uh. This will be good. <laughs> That's how I did it? Hey, hey, hey uh, you know. You know, the sun sets We've over known here. each other for a little bit. <laughs> we might as well go ahead and lock this in yeah. for life. Why don't we make this fucking honest? <laughs> make an honest woman out of you today and go over there and get me some pineapple and French toast. I will, I will continue to let, uh these stereotypes or whatever narrative is ran about my engagement because I think it's funny knowing it wasn't that. It is funny though. There's the hand on the head. But yes, no, uh, I'm sorry to let you guys down. Azealia and I are not dating. Uh, I did not propose to Azealia. Did you beat? Um, No, I did not beat. Oh, at least my engagement lasted. Did she beat? Yours was 24 hours. No, she didn't beat. I didn't. didn't, And Maul, last 24 hours, he proposed to fucking Azealia. That's hilarious. Squash. See, this is why you can't say, because now no matter what I say, you guys are like, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's true. No, no, Azealia's just... How often do you text? We don't text often. How often do you text? Once, twice, every four months. Oh, yeah, they marry. You beat like once a quarter then. I never beat. We all all have the... You know the the, the quarterly girl. I, I, I don't the once a quarter girl. I don't. I don't. That's even, a separate conversation. We all have the once wanna, a quarter girl. I don't even want to be girl. on my platform line. No, Azealia and I did not ever ever have sex. That is my homegirl, my people. That's it. I, I mean, I, I respect. I do think private relationships mm-hmm. are better, and I'm glad that you're taking a stand and yeah. getting on camera like, yo, we never did none of that. We not together. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. So, yeah. Just to you, you know, know how it goes. I respect yeah. that more. But we still want. I still want to cheers to your. Uh, Effort, yeah. And, uh, can we joke. Can, all right, effort. hold on, hold on. Can, can we cut the shit for a second, though? 
I know we we joking around all that. What was your phone like? Crazy. When that <laughs> crazy was and where did that come from? I have no. I'm getting in my interview bag at this point. No. What the fuck? I texted Tamara. She showed that to me that night, and I kind of like laughed and didn't think about. It. The next morning, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Bro, listen. When I tell you, like, literally, my I, I got a call, and my homeboy was like, "Yo, Ooh. you and um." Like, yo, you saw uh, what Azealia posted? And I was like, uh, first thing I'm thinking, I'm like, what the fuck did Azealia do now? She posted some crazy shit. You know, just it's Azealia, somebody calling you, asking about what she posted. I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, yo, this nah. Is, she's this saying, is your cup of love. Oh, this is my cup of love. Cup Thank of you. Love. <laughs> um, she's saying the that uh, gets the first one. she came out of the mall closet and y'all are uh, together and that you proposed to her with watermelon. I was like, well, that's racist, first of all. And a squash. And I was like, I don't know why Zillia chose me. What's today. the significance of the squash? Well, she knows I'm vegan. Okay. And she, watermelons are vegan, though. Yeah. So she at, tried to add that in there to be funny. And um, she's been vegan off and on for a few months. So I don't know. She just, I don't know. Azealia was just, I guess she felt like just fucking with me and my mentions. That I mean, I like that, that you took the superficialness out of it, whereas like society makes you think you have to buy this really expensive ring. To prove that you love someone, yeah. But you're saying because you're both vegan and it's something that, that brought you guys more. together, yeah. You know, it's it, it's nice that you went well, the route. Well, 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 vegan didn't bring. <laughs> did us you together. hit her first, or did she hit you? What do you mean? If Azealia Banks posted that on Instagram, you didn't hear what I said. I would immediately call her. <laughs> I text her. Mm-hmm. She did not respond. She texted me today about something that had nothing to do with what she posted over the weekend. Like, she didn't even acknowledge it in the text. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're at- She's probably busy celebrating. Yeah, she probably was out busy cutting up watermelon. I don't know. We're chickens. But yeah, no. To just put it out there, Dazilia was joking. It was, she just felt like- Did you do it in front of the Apollo? Because like both- Oh my Yeah, like God. the Harlem connection and- No. In front of Jimmy Jazz? Have, proposing in front of the Apollo is- and no, I'm sure people have gotten engaged no, for sure. Apollo. That's, but that's how many nice. marriages do you think have lasted when they got because you the proposed, same of the same amount that lasted at the Rock Nation brunch? <laughs> <That was true. laughs> nah, if they proposed in front of Apollo. I feel like that's some real strong like crackhead love. I feel like it's gonna last. Crackhead love. So if you if you get on one knee at the Rock Nation brunch with Gucci that's, slides, that's Duce love. With Gucci slippers with that fur. Is, on those were not Gucci. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Those were uh, Salvatore Ferragamo. I don't and know. And they were, were mules. They were much cheaper than every brand that you guys just said. First of all, my man Ant told me that that was in and that I didn't look crazy. I felt I looked crazy. Was Ant the same guy that was styling? Uh... No, Ant saved his life as far as that was when he actually started wearing things that looked okay. No, he didn't. It's all the other stuff. Once Ant moved to LA is when he went back on the path. Oh, but yeah, don't ever wear those again. Oh, no, they're, <laughs> they, they're thrown out. I, I think I, it was the shoes. You threw the whole outfit out? I think it was the shoes. You should buy another pair and throw those out too. I did feel weird afterwards, not because of the engagement ending, that none of my friends said anything to me about those slides. No, you. I remember you really like talking like those was the shit. No, I didn't think that. I was, I was gassed that they were the shit and I believed <laughs> it because I'm not. You fell for it? Fam, I, I fell for a purple suit. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the color purple at all. I like the movie. The oh, so he, good, oh, oh, so he styled the whole, the whole thing. Yes, because I had set it up, uh, whereas we were going to the brunch and Aunt, who was our close mutual friend, was going to style both of us for the brunch. Like I was trying to set it up so the proposal would be beautiful and we would be 
dressed up, nails done, you would be looking your best. I used the brunch as the way to get to the proposal to be dressed the way we were dressed. I just, I went with Ant's style, just, not uh, my style. <laughs> that's, and that's Ant would look great in that shirt and that suit and those slides. Mm-hmm. Me, on the other hand, no. Well, listen, I just want to say cheers to you and your bravery for wearing that outfit. Wearing those shoes, I think I could get that suit off with a different shirt. It was just a lot of it, it was a lot of colors. I think that you did a great job. I think that you you uh you did a manly thing and tried to make an honest woman out of your lady at the time. So I want to uh, salute you on that. Uh, but I also want to drink to the fact that Azilia and I are not engaged. We're not a so both both of our engagements didn't work out. Woo! Cheers to our engagements not working and my engagement never being cheers never being real. Cheers yeah, they're bad. Bachelors. Those are those are bad shoes. Yeah, I actually really like the shoes. They're just not your style. Well, that was a th- for like three months. Those type of slides, because Gucci did them. Those aren't Gucci, but Gucci made those or bit off whoever the ones I have on. Yeah, those are terrible. And everyone would like that was a thing for like a month. And thank God it was one of those trends that only lasted a month. Who wore those? Rory. No, it was a thing. And so, who else? They were definitely a thing. Rory. Who wore them? They're still a thing. Rory. Who wears them? Rory. Are they still a thing? You know, know those are the fuckboy Air Maxes. The fuckboy Air Maxes. Yeah, those are the, the Kappa Air, Air Maxes. Maxes are the fuckboy Air Maxes. <laughs> yeah, those are the fuckboy Air Maxes. You can't be with it. You can't be an honest guy wearing slippers like that with fur. Those, those are very much um, like casual Chelsea boots. Yuck. Yuck. Getting down yeah. on one knee and those had to be horrible. It was. And he put the toe in the grass so he wouldn't crease the front of the uh, front of the slipper. Yeah, I used to wear I, nasty. I really wear uptown, so I, I know how not to crease the toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no. But uh, me and Azalea just friends. She just felt like running something on her story and being funny, and you know, it is what it is. That's my people's though. Just friends. Can we call her right now, please? please. No, hell please. no. Please, God no. Mall, please, please. Can we please call her? I would like to hear her reaction to the good news. To share to the world. All right, let me call it now. And again, y'all are one of my favorite couples. I love just watching y'all interact oh my and God. like. We're not. It's just the chemistry is unmatched. Damaris, what's their couple name? Mazelia. Hello. I like the size of your banana. Can I give it to my monkey? Is that y'all? Is that y'all song? Uh. uh. <laughs> Hello, Azalea. This I is Maul from the New song. Rory and Maul podcast. A.K.A. your fiance. Um, so, yeah. Congrats, we're... Azalea. Love you. So, so, we're sitting here talking about your... This movie's on the background. He, well, he said congrats uh, on, on the announcement of our engagement or proposal. Hey, I have to come out the mall closet. Y- yes. What's the mall closet exactly? You know, you know that, that, little, that little, like, space under negativity? <laughs> what you know, I, the titty gooch I had to get from under the foreskin I've been living under Maul's foreskin so you you circumcise Maul is what you're saying so you've been so you've been living under I just would like to know why you decided to just like just post that and then like not even answer my fucking message when I hit you about it but you didn't even really say anything about it and I, what you're trying to say we breaking up now uh, see, this is that's not Azalea. See, you just go keep feeding this public announcements to public breakups. It's oh rough. Oh my god, been there before, oh my huh? Gosh. 
first of all, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, I think I just saw it and got gassed. But this is like the 8,000 plus square foot house. Mm. And I'm kind of, I'm very overwhelmed by it. I'm not going to lie. Because when you have a house that big, that means you need to clean a house that big. Mm -hmm. If you guys break up, does Maul get that in the divorce? Or how does the house work? How does the house work? Okay, if, if, well, first of all, white man, look at you, always trying to cast the shadow on black love. <laughs> he is always I'm, trying I'm to cast the shadow. I know I'm part of the problem, man. I'm, I'm the systematic problem at the end of the day. Um, oh, are we sharing with the motherfucker. I agree. Um, <laughs> are we thinking destination wedding? Are we going to do it uptown? What, what? Mind you, uptown. Well, you guys are both uptown uh, natives, so I wasn't sure if you we were going to go back to the roots or if maybe we wanted to do a destination. I, I just, as, you, as, you, you as the best have, man, I want to plan you know everything. You know wedding and you know you drinking some chicken blood. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you eating Yo, some cat soup. Doing the best man toast with chicken blood is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yo, we got to come. You're going to have to hold the chicken. I'm with it. I'm not vegan like y'all. Yo, AB, we got to come down there. We got to shoot with you, man. We got to shoot an episode with you. We have to. It's a must. Yeah, no, my 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 house is nice. Yeah, nah. So we like gonna, my house is like nice, nice. All right, so we're gonna set it up. I'm gonna call you and we're gonna set a date and and we're gonna fly down there and come shoot with you. All right, cool. I'll make some like cauliflower steaks for some shit. <laughs> All right, bet. I'm gonna call you when I get out of here. All right. All right, later. Power <sighs> couple, man. I love it. Love AB. Shout out to AB, man. She just decided to just give me a fucking anxiety attack this week because I didn't know what the fuck was going on my phone started ringing like that but um, all in I, love that's my friend my uh, my homies it's nothing like that did you have any women and I know you're single and don't talk to anyone or whatever you want to tell the pod did any women hit your phone that you may be dealing with no and were angry no like, I think, I think everybody what the fuck is going on no I think everybody knew that that was just a joke like I think people that know Azealia and follow her or know her history, knows that she just says off the wall shit sometimes. And no. I had women text my phone the next day of my engagement that I hadn't spoken to in seven years. And they were like, wow, are you serious? Well, that's because- Yeah, you, yeah I am. Well, that's because they wanted to- <laughs> And I haven't talked to you in years. <laughs> well, that's because they wanted to go to the brunch with you. It wasn't about getting engaged. They wanted to go to the brunch. They wouldn't go to regular brunch with me. No, they don't want to go to regular brunch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, if you're not going to regular brunch with me, you're not going to Beyonce brunch with me. Exactly. I went out on Saturday as well. Wow. Friday Friday was when oh, Tamaris and... Oh, you went back to... Eden, can you... This is where you drop back to back. Got a drink, Senna. Here's the thing. I'm clowning you for going to Little Sister. Where did you go? I went to Atlantic City. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's just a, this you a nasty, whore. nasty man. And I got in the pool. <laughs> Are oh you yeah, okay? yeah, 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 no, he's a, he's a, he was a white boy this weekend. He was a real white boy. Huh, so my god brother's uh, bachelor party was in Atlantic City. Yeah, of y'all are the nastiest group of men ever. Who still has their bachelor party in Atlantic City? Okay. My brother, my my god brother is half Irish, half Italian from North Jersey. Full Where nasty. else would he celebrate his bachelor party? Yeah, <laughs> sounds like sounds like Nucky. Is this yeah. Nucky Thompson's? Uh, is this one of his his grandchildren? <laughs> Of course he was in Atlantic City. So I'll put it this way. I haven't been to AC in, I don't know, maybe 10 years, mm -hmm. maybe less. It looks exactly the same. Nothing has changed. The whole world is changing, but Atlantic City. <laughs> really? Gentrification is not touching. It, look, it still looks like 1996. Wow. 
Yeah, I haven't been to Atlantic City. In the years. people are the exact same. <laughs> Everything is the same. So it you smell down the same. there for the day? For the night. Okay. Well, not really. I got a hotel room and then I ended up just leaving at 3 a.m. and driving back up. Smart man. Yeah. Smart man. So the bummy, did you have fun? How was the bachelor party? Um, Any lab dances? No, we ended up not doing, well, they might have done the strip club thing. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, but uh, gambling's not for me. I'm going to stick yeah. to my vices, man. Not a gambling I, guy. You must have lost. I lost so much fucking money. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you gambled so, this weekend and lost a lot of money? Yes. We took over a blackjack table and for- Oh, okay. Well, maybe for like the first 20 minutes, yeah. everyone was starting to do pretty well. And then we started feeling ourselves a little bit. Yep. That's how it some, goes. Some cocktails started being passed around. Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't watch casino it, often. Probably and, and, we were, and we were time. throwing money down. Keep yep. them playing. And they kept it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They had, they had a great, the house had a great time. This oh, week. for sure. A blast. Wins. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was cool to see them. And it was, it's always fun to see and, you know, other white people are going to relate to this. You guys may not. Comes a time in a, in a white, woke person's liberal life like mine where you have to hang out with the Republican side of your family. <laughs> That's always a fun time. That's always a fun time. Every white person has people in their family. That they can all, all of you guys can lie and say your families are all these perfect, amazing, woke people. We would have ended slavery if we were there in that time. Cool. I don't care. You all have Republican family members that say really insane things to you, and you just kind of have to sit there like, do I start this fight or do I just let it go? You have to let it go. You have to. I think I think it's now, you know, it's 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 pointless to argue politics with family and and you know, non-vax versus pro-vax. Like all of that shit is like it's it's pointless. So they're all really good people, and they're not they're not the stereotypical of what you would say of Republicans that we've seen. But I did keep my mouth shut and I did quietly laugh at all the Republican jokes. There was one kid that was in the, the bachelor party that grew up with my godbrother. He is uh, a liberal and they did not let him forget that for the entire trip. That he Anytime he got, when he got up for dinner, they screamed, oh, the transgender bathroom's over there. See, and that's the thing. People are going to be assholes, man. People are going to be ass, especially if it's family. Family, they're going to be assholes when it comes to shit like that. Um, But, you know, I quietly was like, ah, yeah, go Trump. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Biden. They got to they gotta know you're a liberal. Oh, for sure. They, oh, they, oh, yeah. They, a black they, coworker. They, and their, their sisters. What does that mean? <laughs> you have a black coworker. What? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Listen. We follow each other on Instagram, which isn't as bad as Facebook, because that's when people really argue. Oh, my God. But their sister, who I love dearly, is married to a cop. And his IG page is, is private. I don't follow him, but his, I can see his bio. And it does say Blue Lives Matter. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what are those conversations in that house like? I, listen, I stay far from it, but it was fun to just, just be with the whites well, I'm glad you went down there and had a, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. lost some money in Atlantic City over the weekend. Um, but yeah, so it was, Sunday was quiet. Stayed home most of the day. Uh, didn't do, really do much. I tried to catch up on some some shows and some documentaries and shit like that. That was a, a big fail. Sundays are like the days where everybody wants to call you and talk. Am I the only one that feels like that? Mm-hmm. Like I spend a lot of time talking on the phone on Sundays. I, it's like oh, you answer. Right. Well, for certain people, yeah. Like, you know, when it's family and it's like close friends, like, you know what I mean? I've got to answer. But then you look up sometimes and you're like, damn, we was on this phone for two and a half hours just now, like talking about everything. But listen, I just want to show you how white it was. Does anyone in this photo look like they care for Kamala? 
Wow. <laughs> That's that's oh, a white no. that's a white group. Oh no, absolutely. That's not. a white jersey group right there. Oh yeah, we gotta insert this edit. Edit. No, nah, we, we can't. We can't put that picture in. Why not? That's a, first of all, it's a great photo. Are you in it? Yes. Can I blur everybody else's face? It's a great photo, but I mean, you could definitely you can definitely white. you can smell you can smell yeah. the uh, the blue lives matter. In that absolutely, picture. there's definitely some some yeah conservative things going on. Absolutely, with this photo. absolutely. That definitely looks like an Atlantic City crew, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, those shirts, those colors. Yeah, they, this definitely looks like those colors don't run. <laughs> Everyone, of those everyone in this run. photo is proud to be an American. <laughs> those Listen, colors don't fade at all, Rory. If, if there's one thing in this photo, it's that we support the fucking troops. Oh, I'll tell you that much. You yeah, bring them home. Yeah. <laughs> first, round of, times, first round of shots went to the POWs. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. How many times did they yell, bring them home that weekend? <laughs> bring them home. <laughs> we Holy de- shit, We man. definitely pregame to, we're not going to take it. <laughs> Yo, white bachelor Holy parties have to be the shit. greatest thing on, in the world, bro. And you have to give, like, you have to give into it. I Absolutely. had to go all the way with it. No, you have to. Once you're in, you have to go. You have to. You can't For be sure. like trying to be too cool, and I'm not doing this. And I, you have to fist pump. You have to oh, jump up sure. and down. Oh, you have to get American it to beer only. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. No, Bud Lights. <laughs> Absolutely. Have to have an American Pilsner. <laughs> Pilsner. <laughs> Look, this is nasty. Puff is laid out like an old R&B album. Yeah, that's how Michael Jackson was laid he's, out on, on the bag cover. He's laying in the piss. Puff is laying in the piss of Hollywood Boulevard to get his star in a white suit. I mean, what did you expect him to do? I don't know. In 2008, come on, you know, that's when Puff was really, really like, he's still party Puff. But he's this, laid out like an R&B when, singer and has the nerve to ask who killed R&B. I think you laying on Hollywood uh, Boulevard in a white suit maybe killed it. And R&B is not <laughs> killed. R&B is not dead. R&B is alive and well. I saw a lot of R&B artists uh, chiming in online about Puff's statements in uh, regards to R&B being dead. What were his exact tweets? Because, of course, I saw the, the whole back and forth of Puff saying R&B is dead. But did he just tweet that out? R&B he is t- dead? He, killed, he tweeted out who killed R&B. Um, nobody is still alive. You know what's really funny about that though? <laughs> I love the the Dirty Money album. I think it's one of the more underrated oh, albums. Yeah, absolutely. It's incredible. Ahead of his time. One could say that that type of sound killed R&B. I don't think R&B is dead, but R&B is not. Dead. One, it's not even close. But one could suggest, especially an R&B purist, that the Dirty Money album is would be the steps to kill R&B. Mhm. Puff can't actually sing. It's a lot of auto tune. It's a lot of fucking electric synths that that just sound computerized. Like one could say that, yeah, Dirty Money did it. <laughs> um, I, I don't like to say, and, killed. I, and I think that album's a classic. Yeah, no, it's a that's a great. I album. fucking love that album. I think that the sound of R and B has changed and progressed over the years. I think that it's um the R and B that maybe we grew up on or that Puff grew up on is today is it's a little different. The content is different. The uh the energy behind it is different. Um, but R and B is not dead. You have great the, over the last few years. Some of the best albums of the year have been R and B albums. Yeah, yesterday, Giveon sold out Radio City two nights in a row singing traditional R and B. Yeah, R and B is not <laughs> so. Dead. I'm not really quite sure where that came from. And I think Puff is just trolling. And well, I, it, Puff is. We know Puff knows how to. He knows how to stay relevant. He knows how to. You know, this is this is all built around. You know, 
the fact that he's out promoting his single right now. He's traveling the world. Which one could say is not an R&B record. <laughs> it's not the conventional could be, It could be dance, pop, and it's right. under R&B and soul. Puff. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, Love. His name is Love. Yeah, so nobody R and B isn't dead, and I, I thought that that was a little harsh to say that because again, we have great R and B talent out here. Her and Jasmine Sullivan put out an amazing album a couple years ago. Uh, Giveon, uh, uh Brent Fires, okay, uh, Lonnie. Like, I, Lucky I, Day. I, that's why it's, I'm not even like really want to entertain this too much, but I do want to see what Puff's angle is because I feel like. Puff being who he is with this love album, whenever the fuck it does come out, Puff's not one of the old heads that just sticks with the old heads. Mm -hmm. He stays with the kids, which is why he's been relevant his entire fucking career. Yeah. He's about to grab a bunch of young R&B artists for this album, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So to say R&B is dead and then go get the R&B artists that are currently out right. is a fucking insane rollout. Not only that, I think that... um. That the whole who killed R and B thing for Puff, I think this is just a way to create the conversation, mm-hmm. and to you know he's been doing a couple uh, IG live streams with R and B artists. Yeah, I know he had Summer, he had Tory Lanez, he had uh, somebody else. I saw him sitting talking with. Um, so I think Puff is Puff is a genius. He knows what he's doing. He's just starting the conversation. He wants to wake up all the R and B artists, and maybe. Get them for his album, like you said. You know, get some get some features. Um, but yeah, R and B is far from dead. R and B is far from R and B is alive and thriving. Guys like Eric Bellinger, who's you know been waving the R and B flag for years. It's just so many dope R and B artists out here to ever make a statement like who killed R and B or act, or pose a question of who killed R and B. The conventional sound of R and B, as Puff grew up on it and I grew up on, maybe a little different today. I agree with that, but it's not dead. And it was interesting. I saw it's uh, 50, the most thriving that I've per- seen it. personally. I think R and B. I don't. I don't. I'm not talking about numbers, monetarily, any of that. Me personally, I think R and B is the best current genre of music right now. I, I agree with you. <laughs> like, I, I think it's I, the furthest genre that's yeah, from dead. I agree with you. I I could argue hip-hop is dead way before I could yeah. say R&B was, can which I, I don't think hip-hop is. Can but. I play devil's advocate and say that maybe he meant numbers-wise? Like, maybe he meant, why isn't R&B running the culture the way that it used to? Summer Walker album did the numbers that Beyonce yeah. Yes, Summer Walker's album, but R&B is not running the culture. Hip-hop runs the culture. Okay, well, I could say to you, the highest selling hip hop derives from R and B melodies. Of course, hip hop is fucking super melodic. So, and I saw R and B is hip hop. Yes, oh, hundred percent. It's the same. And I even saw I saw Brent tweet or say something in an interview of like, no one cares about genres anymore. Is it good or is it bad? Like, mm-hmm. which I I agree with him. No one really gives a fuck with the genres, and so much of hip hop is R and B. So. Especially yeah. nowadays, this shit is all melodic. And it's always been that way. Hip-hop and R&B has always been one and the same. You have a rapper that has a, a hook. He grabs the R&B star. It's an R&B hook now. The, the the rhythm is R&B, but it's hip-hop because the guy's rapping on some of the records. So, I mean, it, it's all the same. Um, outside, outside of the big three, who would you say would be it? Travis, Lil Baby, Future? As far as hip-hop artists? Yeah. All three of those the entire flow is based three. off melodies and yeah. not rapping. They're all melodic. <laughs> it's, it's R&B. Yeah, it's all R&B. It's you all can't R&B. say R&B is dead and Future's alive. <laughs> That's true. 
and doing what he's doing. I saw 50 Cent on The Breakfast Club, and he said he had something interesting to say about Puff uh, <laughs> as far as his ear. Which he, time? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he has a lot of interesting things he says about Puff, but he, he said uh, Puff can't hear a hit. And, and he he went further and he was more so saying that he's still trying to hear hits from the late 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s and today. So he was saying, you know, with the whole with the whole situation that with him and Drake stemmed from him having that beat, Drake taking it and doing what he did on it. But he was saying Puff couldn't hear the hit in the beat without the lines on it, without the, the, the verses. Mm-hmm. Whereas Drake heard it. And automatically knew it was a hit because Drake is not listening with the same ears from the late 90s, early 2000s. He has a more current ear. Uh, Well, also, that's a weird comparison because Puff and Drake have different ears and different angles of how they even view music. Drake Drake is a writer, so mm-hmm. he can, he'd be able to hear certain things on even skeleton beats that another producer couldn't because they're not a writer. Puff mm-hmm. Puff is very much a producer, but from an exec side and from an exec an executive producer type of mm-hmm. way. So he knows what to add to records, he knows what work what won't work, but to just hear a beat yeah, that's just an odd comparison. I I don't really agree with 50 there. I, uh, I don't. I just thought it was interesting when he said that and then now Puff uh poses the question of who killed R&B. And it was like well, R&B isn't dead, and is it because you can't hear or you don't choose to hear the current R&B? Mm. Or you're not listening to the current R&B, you're not moved by it, you're not motivated by it, you're not inspired by the current R&B maybe, but R&B as we know it today in 2022 is alive and well. Well, when was the last time Puff made music? He so I was like, to 50's point, I'm not quite sure. That hasn't really been Puff's focus as of late. When, when was the last time Puff was fully involved with a music project? It's been a while. I'm not even saying his solo shit directly, but just period. I know people, I know a lot of the rollout is to have Puff listen to your album and post it on IG, but that doesn't mean he's fully involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe the Nip album? Wasn't he involved with that? Uh, Or maybe just towards the end? He's on the album, I believe. So to just say that Puff... When was the last time Puff tried to make music? So I don't really get what Fifth is trying to say. Especially because so much of what Puff's second half of his career sounded nothing like the 90s. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, times change, the music changes. Puff has had a lot to do with the, the sound changing the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, maybe, you know, listen, he's 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 accomplished more music than you or I have accomplished. So maybe he I feels think like that's safe to say. Yeah, maybe he <laughs> feels like, yo, you know what? This R and B shit is dead, man. You know, let's let's get some new blood in here. Let's get some new energy. I know his thing is let's change the frequency. Mm. You know, like maybe he just in, in dead in the way of people aren't really having fun with it anymore. Yeah. Maybe, you know, he just feels like the artists aren't really, I don't know, moving the R&B culture anymore, which is to me would be hard to argue that because, again, these R&B artists now are doing amazing, amazing things with their projects and live show, you know, give you on selling out Radio City is crazy. Um, so yeah, I don't know. R&B, to me, R&B, nobody killed R&B. R&B changed for sure, but I mean, it's, it's not we, that. We always go through this. I don't see him getting the same flack Nas got when he said it, when he said hip hop is dead. <laughs> well, Nas may have been right. 
<laughs> in <laughs> hindsight. Yeah, Nas, Nas may have saw something that we we're now saying like, oh, okay, we get what Nas. Well, Zay you know what's funny when Nas did say that. Not to say there wasn't good hip hop at that time. What was that? Oh six, oh seven, maybe hip hop is dead. Album came out, and when Nas said uh, that, somewhere around there, yeah, hip hop was definitely in a very strange place at that time. Yeah, we were getting out of the big T-shirts and moving into a whole different thing. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I understood why he was saying at that time. I think once two thousand nine, ten came, mm-hmm. hip hop was c- completely back to I even think the shit that Nas would like. Mm-hmm. It was just a weird time. It was. It was a transition. It was an odd time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was things were different. Things were, um, you know, happening. A lot of the artists were phasing out. It started to feel like it was a. Uh, because I think that was around the time we started moving up more to like. Was it the ringtone? It that, that was yeah, then? that was around ringtone era. Yes. Yeah. So was it was sick. it was a it was a lot. I think business was changing around hip hop. Uh people started to realize exactly how much money was in it. Um, so you know, once business starts to infiltrate a culture, it's things are gonna change. Yeah, because especially at that time is when m- music was not the moneymaker anymore. Right. Everything had to shift, focus had to shift, so the music became the least priority the celebrity of what else we can leverage from the music mm-hmm. is when everything changed and that was probably around that time but i mean you can't say hip-hop is dead and not put out i like the, the album hip-hop is dead but you can't say hip-hop is dead and not put out a classic well it's hard to put out a classic <laughs> let's just say that it's not that's very why, that's why to... i would say hip-hop is dead yeah it's really it's Here's my easy. next album yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i'm saying with puff doing there's this. joint there's joints on there but Oh yeah, yeah. I like I like I know the album. Yeah, it's not a classic album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Puff, he set himself up. Not not that internet slander really. I like matters, the record. If, I, I like the record with him and, and Bryson. Um same. you know, he's work he's working the shit out of it. Puff is definitely working the shit out of this record. So I get it. Uh it's just gonna be interesting to hear how the project sounds. Uh the the features that he he leans on. Mm-hmm. The artist that he works with for this project, it's gonna be interesting to watch. I think that I think that he's he Puff has a he has a plan. This is I think this is all part of his plan. Let's have the conversation and then okay, prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Come get on my album. <laughs> that would be that would be such a Puff thing. Yeah, to yo, not yo, it's not yo, dead. Y'all killed so, the genre, so but come to the studio and show me it's not dead. Yeah, like you yo, know, give me a hit. Yeah, give me a hit. Give me a hook. You know what I'm saying? Here's the beat. Let me see what you can do. But show me it's not dead. Uh, but yeah, good. It's a good record. Is it time, move on? Is the name of it? Gotta move on. Gotta move on. Mm-hmm. I like the record and Puff is working the shit out of it. He living life. I saw Puff getting off the jet with no shirt on, bucket hat. I know Henny when I see Henny, boy. Ooh, that flight was. There's a lot of Henny spilt on those seats. That flight. Can we discuss quickly the entire YouTube community that has made a living off interviewing? people that just happened to walk past Biggie and Pac in the 90s. There's an entire internet, like, I used to come on here and be pissed off, like, yo, how many more Biggie and Tupac documentaries do we fucking need? How many more movies do we need? How many more TV series? Like, this is, you guys at this point are just exploiting shit and running it into the fucking ground. We don't need anymore. Yeah. But this, and granted, I watch them, so I'm part of the problem, Mm -hmm. but there is an entire YouTube community that literally is living off interviewing people that maybe walked past Tupac at the House of Blues in 1995. I'm more so amazed. And they add, like, it's getting to the point, in the beginning I understood when, you was, when they were t- interviewing like 
people that actually knew Pac and people that are involved with the murder and all that stuff. I, I guess I understood that. Mm-hmm. At this point now, they're asking questions like, do you remember what cologne Pac had on in the studio, Mr. Uh, assistant Engineer, that worked with him for three hours? <laughs> I just don't understand why every like all of these filmmakers and, and executive producers are so fascinated with this story still. And the thing about it is because I know people that were close to the situation is a lot of it is still false information that's that being put out here. It's it's not even the real story that's going around. Um, I've been told some things by people that were actually there that night. You talking about the, the quad incident? Yeah. Uh, about yes. what was happening and going on around that time. And the story is a lot different than people think and have been told. I mean, I I do get it. It, it was one of the most polarizing times and moments in hip hop between Pac and Big. Mm-hmm. O- outside of- Two of our biggest stars. Yes. Like if, if you look at all the factors that are in it, it's classic music, hit records, geniuses, gang shit, <laughs> uh, industry shit. It's got like the perfect script for a movie. It's almost like it wasn't real. Every single factor to tell a story was involved in what? Five years, four years. That's the other crazy part yeah. about mm-hmm. everything they're talking about is from '94 to '97. <laughs> it's and the older I get, and I really look at how young Pac and Big was. Yeah, that's that's always been a, a thing that's it's, me. it's just it's it's the craziest. You know, some of the some of the images and, and videos we have of Pac, you know, giving speeches and talking at schools, and you know, it's like yo, he was only nineteen here. He's only twenty. Crazy. He's only twenty one. Like what, one of the most evolved, mature. Men smart, yeah. It was just it's it's just a shame that we lost uh, both of those artists and men at such a young age because they were twenty four, twenty five years old. I mean that that tripped me out in my twenties so much. Once I got to that age, because obviously I was six, seven, eight when these people passed away, so they were yeah automatically like gods to me. And mm-hmm. then I turned twenty four, and I was like, wait, like this will be big. Died when he was this age, yeah. I'm a child. And I haven't done shit. I haven't accomplished anything. I haven't done a damn thing. Pac was giving speeches at the NAACP, all kind of shit. And I'm just sitting here arguing with my mom about taking out the trash. Even like and when I got to my late 20s, I'm like, wait, wait, this guy, Jimi Hendrix, was 27? Yeah. yeah. When <laughs> Are you, think you fucking about, yeah, kidding me? It's, 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 it's something to think about. The older you get, is, you know, how young these these stars and celebrities are when they, you know, meet their demise. Um. But yeah, I just I'm I'm all I'm all good on the on the Pac Big documentary stories, uh, VH1 specials, and I'm just it's like we I understand it was it's unfortunate I was you know a young kid back then, but I'm old enough to remember how it felt, how it was. It was a very sad time, a very unfortunate time, and um, it, the scary part is I don't know if we learned anything from it because we look at uh, uh. the way we lose our artists now. Yeah, but I, there's so much politics that go into that and how much of it that wasn't hip-hop related at all and how much of the violence now, even with our hip-hop artists, is not hip-hop related at all. Mm-hmm. Some of it You is, could though. just say, I mean, it, it's hard to even put that type of pressure of like, why didn't we learn from this? Because it's it's factors that have nothing to do with hip-hop. They don't. Yeah, but still. Nor did Pac and Big. But still, though, why haven't we... You know, at one point, I think we were losing a rapper, artist every other week. Mm-hmm. It seemed like this year. It was just always something like you turn around and 
Another rapper dead. Another rapper almost killed. Almost lost out Quando Rondo. All right, that that's situation. Um, but I, I feel like so much of this, and even to to some degree with Pac, maybe less with Big, they just so happen to be rappers. Mm-hmm. That's it. Ha, it doesn't have directly to do with hip hop to mm-hmm. me at all. Like when we see, unfortunately, all these rappers getting killed all the time, they just happen to rap. Now, I think there's certain things with, with when you smoking on packs of dead people and all that stuff. Yes, hip hop there can start to lead to actual violence when you start dissing people on records in a certain way. But a lot of the way rappers die has nothing to do with hip hop. They just happen to be rappers. Yeah. I, I think Pox in so many ways was that as well. It had nothing to do with hip hop. Fucking punched the wrong person. I was I was going <laughs> to say, and then the older you get and you really understand the situation what happened, you like, oh, we were fed the wrong theory about this whole situation for years. Like people well, hate Biggie and they it's like he had nothing to do with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like it's 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 just unfortunate, man. It's it's really unfortunate. Yeah, and I know we just went on a weird tangent like that. And I don't know. Maybe it's the shrooms. They make me more smart. Oh. <laughs> the, the strooms? The strooms. The strooms. The strooms make me way more smart. Meek tweeted uh <laughs> so Meek tweeted uh some interesting things last week. He says, uh well, he started with this rap shit is oversaturated. It's time again. Mm-hmm. With the diamond emoji. The diamond emoji. And then he says, I took some shrooms. I never had shrooms, but I'm Wait, I think I shrooms is a little stronger than shrooms. Before we get there with a T? Yeah. Ah. Before we get to the strooms, because I love strooms. Rap shit is oversaturated. Didn't he announce two days before this that he was going to put out 15 albums in like a day? <laughs> listen, man. So let's oversaturate it more. Let's, let's, let's. <laughs> well, maybe he meant it's not, it's not oversaturated with meek. Right. Got maybe you. he felt like it was oversaturated with some, some bullshit. Mm. The game needs some more meek in it. Got That's you. what the game needs. Y'all, y'all the y'all the meek shall meek. inherit yeah. the earth. Yeah, I know what time meek, it is. The meek shall right. inherit, inherit the industry. Um, inherit the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, this is what it is. Imagine Meek inheriting the industry. I love Meek. This is what he says. He says, I took some shrooms. It made me more smart, more happy, and have more love in my heart. Now, Meek, let's just stop right there. If it's if it made you more smart, I think the correct word would be smarter oh, okay. and happier. Mm. So, you just a slave to the English language. I, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm not thinking outside. What, if you take, if you take the, the constructs, shrooms, yeah, you think outside the constructs say, of the, yeah, more. That's crazy. Don't force me to speak proper yeah. English. What does that it. even mean, proper English? I get See? it. You don't even it. do the math. He said, I was going to cold shit. I was going to cold this shit like medicine. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's a Wait, bar. What? I was going to cold. Rory, you ain't never cold no shit like medicine. But I, I like took medicine. medicine when I had a cold. Okay. See, you yeah, didn't even see what you're trying to do. Again, you think into the confines that the world has put in front of you. Mm-hmm. Usually you, mm-hmm. you wait till you get the cold and take the medicine. Meek is saying, nah, I'm going to get the cold and then the medicine is going to need me. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, you I, you I, don't do, you don't... I don't do drugs. Drugs do me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Microdose vibes. <laughs> None of you niggas ever had the microdose okay. vibes. All right. As someone that has microdosed shrooms and like really taking shrooms, microdosing, I'm sure he took a chocolate bar from some IG chick. Right. I'm sure that's where this came First from. First of all, getting a chocolate bar of shrooms from an IG model is crazy. I've done it plenty of times. Have you? Hell yeah. You sick live of... a sick life. Yeah, you sick um, That's the... It's the ones that have them. You do, not, you do not get more Pretty love Pretty women have drugs. You just feel good for a second. <laughs> and then you come down I've, and realize well, you have I've a whole bunch of problems. That, that chocolate bar, I'm like, wow, I really love people more. 
He says, I don't know if everybody's brain is structured for this, but it's some shit in these things. It's some shit in these okay. things. Okay, see? Literally. But you don't even see what he do. That's, mm-hmm. come on, bro. That's a lyricist I get, right no, there. I, listen, I got it. shrooms come from mm-hmm. shit. Come from the fertilized soil that you can fertilize soil with horse manure and cow manure. Yeah. I get it. I you see know, what he's doing. Did the knowledge. So he's right. There is some shit in these things. Um, He got a lot of... uh. People responded to these, which Meek does every time he goes on these rants. Bunch well, of he had some he had some revelations off the strums, the microdose of strums. Oh yeah, this was like one of the uh, one of the ones that caught my eye. I was like, okay, again, I encourage people to microdose shrooms. I think it is great, and you will feel happy. You don't realize anything. Like, go take a whole bunch of shrooms, <laughs> then you might realize some shit. Go on a sound. Nah, journey. he don't mic. Go inside are, this painting bro, like these, I did. These on, are the, on Christmas. these are the microdose tweets. These are the microdose tweets. He says, if you're a corporate person that work in the music business and ever predicted Meek is over, I want to place a ten million dollar bet with you in contract. Mm-hmm. Label owners, A and R. Now I don't know why an A and R would have ten million dollars, but I was gonna say the same. <laughs> I was like, bro, A and Rs have some bread. Yeah, a and R, CEO, COOs, artists. I'm just finding out y'all was talking like that. Y'all said I was over at least five times. So we did the six. I'm crying at least. Um, here's what I think the problem is with me because I, I believe that he is hearing a lot of things that people were saying about his career. His last album wasn't what people expected. It didn't do what he probably expected. It didn't, it didn't do what you know people that worked on it probably expected. Me personally, and this is me from outside. I think Meek is still chasing his intro to his first album. He's still chasing that success of that song. I think that that's the gift and curse of having a song as big as that song, having a having a song that's as revered as that song is. You try to match that song every time you step in the booth. And I think Fair. that's a problem. I think that's where Meek is going wrong at. I think he's, that record is so big, it's like, okay, where do I go from here? I think he's been trying to chase the sound of it rather than the success of it. No, no, no. I don't, I I don't even think the sound of it. Sometimes. I think because now the last project Meek put out, I think he well, sounds chasing it, Little Dirk's sound. Well, that's what that I'm point. saying. I think with the auto tune and he's used some before, but I think he's used he used more of it on the last album. I think it sounded yes. too much like Dirk, Little Baby vibes. It just was a little too much in that. And Meek is something totally different from that. The Meek Agreed. that we love and the Meek that we listen to was something different from that. And I know sometimes you fall in these things where you're chasing the current sound or whatever's hot, whatever people seem to be wanting and listening to. But when you're an artist like Meek, you have to stay in that in the Meek lane. You cannot do what the new cats are doing. And I think that's the problem. I think that's why a lot of people were saying it's over for me because they're saying like he's he doesn't even sound like the Meek that we fell in love with anymore. Yeah. Meek is Molly, and I think he was like ch- chasing a Percocet sound. It's like a... I mean, if I you want to put it saying. like that, yeah, I, I just think that, again, you know, it's it's what you're hearing and what you're being fed. You start to feel like as an artist, like, oh, this is what they're loving right now. Okay, then let me give them this. And I think that's where he went wrong. And again, that Dreams and, and, and Nightmares song is so fucking big. You get in the booth and now you're like, okay, I need to reinvent that. Well, the, the catch-22 of Meek is that he pays attention to the kids. He's always been early on the younger generation. He's always helped the younger generation. But in doing so, sometimes he chases the younger generation, and we don't want to hear him on that type of shit. So are you one of the people that were saying that he's over? At least uh, five times? There's, there's definitely been moments in Meek's career. I didn't think too deeply into it, but I was like, oh, yeah. it's what is, so I, But I do give – I have to give Meek credit. He's had plenty of moments where someone could say, yo, it's over for Meek. And it's clearly not over. He's still here. 
Well, he can still, still successful. Yeah, when you say, oh, he can still put out music. He may not have the success that he had on the first album, Championships, um, but people may feel like, yo, that might be over because now you're, you don't even sound like what we love anymore. Or I'm, what we I'm, fell in I'm love with. I'm saying more so just some of his, obviously with the Drake thing and just certain Nicki thing, just so much stuff in Meek's career. It's looked like his mistakes really may cost him the success that he has. And it it may have declined it a tiny bit, but I have to give me credit. He's still people still give a fuck. We are all going to stop when Meek puts a project out. Oh, yeah. Even though like, I did not like the it. last album, I'm stopping when Meek Mill is gonna put music so, out. Because you're gonna you want to see what he's doing. You want to hear that, what he's and doing. To me, that needs to be saluted. Like you've been through a lot of shit. The biggest artist in the world, some could say fucking demolished you in a rap battle. Mm-hmm. And you were supposed to be the rapper. Mm-hmm. And Meek is still here, and I would say is probably as relevant as he was at the time when it looked like it was over for him. Meek so put on. I, <laughs> I have to give him credit. Meek put on Tom Brady's championship rings. Was that those were Tom's rings, or what? Mm-hmm. Those Robert Kraft's rings. You put you've put on one of your NBA friends' uh, championship rings before. Don't do that. I've never done that. You've looked at it though. If my friend wins a world championship, I'm not going to look at the ring. <laughs> what are we talking about? I've never put it on my hand and took a picture of it. What are you? What are you talking about? Why? So why? See, now you lying on me. Look! Look how you just told me to lie. I've never done that before in my life. How dare you? No, I just looked at it. I never put it on my my hand. Never. Uh, who was that from the Bulls that's selling their championship rings? For oh, Horace Grant. Horace Grant, hundred grand a piece. He's champ for hundred grand a piece. He's, I'm put, he's selling his championship rings. If I'm buying that for hundred grand, I'm putting it on my finger and I'm no, if taking a picture. Of it. If you're buying it, it's yours now. You can do whatever you want with it. Okay, so what was the what was the point of me? I'm saying putting all, that on. Well, because <laughs> the name because the name of the album was Championships. Mm-hmm. So he gave us that whole, you know what I mean? Like he put on the championship rings. Uh, he was hanging out with Robert Kraft. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like okay, he's a champion. Gave us championships, good album. <laughs> I'm just telling you, good album. I know. I'm just laughing at your rendition of the rollout. Like, okay, he's a champion. <laughs> that's what he. That's what he was trying to sell us on the championship thing. Like, you know what I mean? I got. I got a picture with the the five six Brady rings. Whatever. I could just picture the marketing team at Atlantic in a meeting. All right, it's called championships. What do we, what do, we do? Call Robert. Let's put him with some champions. <laughs> Call Robert. Let's put the rings on him. You know Julian came up with that marketing plan. That's Thanos, because now you got all the rings on your hand. That's the, he had the Thanos hand now. But he gave us Julian a Julian definitely posted that, too. I don't think Meek posted it. I think Julian posted that from Meek's account. Do we owe Lil Wayne an apology? For what? I didn't know that Meek put all the Patriots rings on. Yeah, he had We've a, given Wayne a lot of shit for being probably the most bandwagon sports fan on planet fucking Earth. Yeah. Eagles Patriots, I wouldn't say it would be a rivalry to some degree, but they have history. Yeah, you can't, yeah, throw, on the pa- you can't throw on the Patriots rings. All, all five of them. <laughs> he had a fistful of rings. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that's as bad as you do of me just posting. That's ew, it's, a, it's a Super Bowl ring. If I came across a Super Bowl ring, I posted drama's Grammy. Like if I came across a Super Bowl ring that well, my man's won, I, I would post it. That's cool. No, it's nothing. <laughs> again, it's nothing wrong with posting the ring. Uh-huh. When you put them on, and then you make the fist, yeah, and <laughs> then like, your album, like Thanos? what's what's the, <laughs> and then your album, it, it's like, okay, I get it. You tied it all in. You made it make sense. Mm-hmm. Great album. We love that. We love championship album. 
So now it's like, what are we gonna do for the next album? Because I we we know what happened to the last album. We we didn't wasn't really. It was a couple joints in a year. Wasn't really feeling it like that. So now this album, this project. I don't know how many you say mixtapes coming. I don't know when an actual album is coming. But what does Meek do now to rebrand or to pivot into another direction? I I don't know what he because he did the championship thing already. It appears that so his, now does, his he does rollout the, now is the I'm independent thing. That's what it appears to be. And it appears to be is he the, the whole industry has been against me and y'all counted me out. I'm still here. Clearly Meek is still but which is, is he okay, upset about. I, I don't know. I don't know his business. But from what I understand he is, I think Atlantic, that was his last album, no? And he got out of the contracts? Because he's saying he's independent mm. now. Okay. So I think his next, that's the new direction of what the narrative will be. It won't be the championship Thanos rings, but yeah, he's going to do the independent shit. And I'm sure he's going to sit with Robert Kraft and be like, you're independent too, bro. <laughs> Yo, all that, sitting all with that, Robert Kraft and telling him, yeah, you're independent, independent too. too. All that, you, own, you own all the royalties of that Kraft Mac over there. Oh my God. Every Kraft box. Mac. Robert Kraft is not independent. Even the dinosaur mac and cheese. You got all the masters of that. So oh. I think that, yeah, his plan now is to do the independent rollout. I personally, not that Meek ever asked me, I wouldn't put out fucking this 20 mixtapes in a before yeah, the I, year is up thing. Yeah, I don't I, I, don't I understand you're it. sitting on music. And I believe but, he was supposed to put something out this past week, right? And I think he posted something um, about that. I think I read he, he posted something like we still on track for something, but... He was either supposed to put out a song. The song I know he's been playing on his IG with the the big pun sample. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was supposed to come out Friday or not, but I know, I know he posted something about that. Like it was a minor setback, but the song was still coming. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's you know, well, being independent, you can kind of get some freedom and you're able to move and do what you want, but still, the music has to be good. The music has if, to be good. If you are going to use recognizable samples. It's going to be kind of difficult being but independent. How he, independent, yeah. How can he be independent when in February of this year he was complaining that Atlantic wouldn't let him put music out? Remember that? I, from, I think he got out of that contract somehow. Because I, I know he left Rock, but Atlantic, Well, they're no longer managing him, but I think he is still signed with Atlantic and MMG. Yeah. I don't know. I saw Kaiser at the uh, Kehlani show and he looked really happy, so I don't know. <laughs> That's how you gauge it? That's how you gauge Meek's business based on how I was, I was, happy uh, Kaiser looks yeah, at a kid. I ended up in show. the bathroom with Kaiser and I was like, oh, Meek must must have got out. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I can't. Oh, uh, yeah, he didn't wash his hands. Meek is still signed. There's two names that I feel are not discussed and why. Big Sean and Meek. You feel like they're not discussed as far as what? They used to be they, discussed a lot more. They were... And, this, and again, I just... I, no artists are fucking sensitive. This is nothing. There's no personal shit. I like both of you guys a lot. They were in that conversation for so long, and I, I guess I'm asking why they're not anymore. I think because so many other artists have come into the picture since then and have put out really good projects. Outside of Detroit, too, has Big Sean never not came with a, a hit record? Or two hit records when he's putting an album out? Big Sean, is, yeah. he, he keeps a hit record out. So, and Meek, outside of this last one, which I think was their mistake, they didn't wait to get a record, they just put that album out. Mm-hmm. Meek comes with a 
big single every album. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure why they don't ever get brought up anymore when we're talking about like that level of when we say, I'm not saying they're the Kendrick Drake Cole shit. That's obviously separated for those three. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Nikki as well, but shit, we start going down to the future little baby conversation. Sean's never brought up in there now. Meek is never brought up there now. Is it because their sales aren't the same? I'm, I'm really asking a question. I don't have the answer. I just uh, feel no one talks about them or talks about why no one's talking about them. I don't know. I think I think with, with Big Sean, it may be a little different now because I feel like he kind of, like real life for him has changed. He stays out the way. Yeah. And, and I think um, it's probably helped his actual mental life and his- Which he's his, spoken about. I think it's better for him as a human being. Mm -hmm. I think it has taken away a bit of his career, which I think is a fair trade. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be happy and out the way than that. But I do think Sean not being in the mix the way, even even Cole who disappears, Mm -hmm. Cole still gets in the mix when it's time to get into the mix. Does the feature thing, does like, he's, he's gets active when it's time to get active. Sean, I think, was doing that probably more than the other three and then just stopped which I'm sure what she's talked about had to do a lot with his mental health, but mm-hmm. he got the fuck out the way. And I kind of think that's why no one. I think it's good to disappear for a while and kind of just watch where things are he going. Did, but he did even Detroit too. Like he wasn't in the mix leading up to it. He wasn't doing features. Like he was really out of the fucking way mm-hmm. the way a Kendrick would do. But Kendrick is obviously a monster. So he can do that and mm-hmm. still keep going in his career. Sean is someone that would still need to be in the mix to keep those numbers going but he really just got the fuck out the way and i think it's it's just whack when artists feel like they have to uh you have to create with the the thought of i have to hit these certain numbers yeah i think that that's unfair to artists i don't think any artist should be creating from that standpoint of thinking damn i gotta i gotta hit these numbers i gotta sell this i gotta move this many because it's like you, you should be in there and i I've never been in the studio with, with Cole and see how he worked, but I don't think Cole gives a fuck about numbers and what's hot at the moment. I don't think Kendrick does either. And that's what I'm saying. I think in order to become that true artist, you got to kind of just block all that other shit out, those distractions. Don't Who gives a fuck the numbers? Fuck what everybody is running to. Well, they just got- What do you sound like? They just got to that position though. Who? Cole and Kendrick, where they don't, I don't, now I do not think those two gentlemen give a fuck about numbers at all. I don't, Cole, don't, in the beginning of his career, Cole, of course, yeah, he's, he's talked about it plenty of times of having to fucking do a bunch of bullshit singles, getting with producers he didn't want to get in because he's chasing, he's, he's trying to chase. But you're talking about very early. Can, Cole has kind of been in that class where he can do what the fuck he wants for a few years now. I, I think mm-hmm. 2014, Forest Hills Drive That's was, was the time in his career that after that he didn't have to care about the numbers but because he cared about the numbers is what got him to the numbers of 2014 mm. that was his biggest selling project if, if i remember correctly at that time that put him born center he was chased like i don't mean chasing in a bad way but no no, no. He they, had they were definitely concerned and looking at the landscape figuring out what is going to work what's not going to work yeah he was focused on the numbers at that time for sure, they wasn't established yet. And I get it. It's the music business. It's the business of selling music. You have to, you know, people invest in you. Mm-hmm. You have to sell music. I understand that. But 
it's unfair to have these artists like a meek who feel like he has to or or saying things like he was counted out and things like that and it's all because they if his last album sold what they projected it to sell what they thought it was he wouldn't be no you understand what i'm saying he wouldn't mm. be tweeting like that so of course not it's just fucked up that you know we got to chase these numbers and 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 these things without just being able to create and you know put out good product and, and let I'm, it do what it's going to do and i'm saying that's a luxury for an artist oh, absolutely. to create from a stance of not having to care oh, that's, about that's the absolutely outcome. a luxury. And I think there's very, very few artists, period, that can create. I don't think Drake creates from that space. To this day, I still think Drake... Now, I'm not saying down to the, oh, I have to do a mill first week, but numbers are people and numbers are how we even kind of gauge the reaction to music at this point. It's it's not so much in person, uh, oh, when I walk outside, that's what I hear all the time. It's it's very much algorithms and numbers. So yeah. Drake, of course, is sitting there focused on what that number is gonna come back as. I mean, he just put out a dance album. Yeah. I don't think he was too concerned about the numbers. So like I I, I get why Sean is probably out of that combo because he's kind of taking himself out of that combo. Meek, on the other hand, is in the mix nonstop. He's around the younger kids. He's around the relevant rappers. He does features. He's outside. He's on social media. Why is Meek not brought up in those conversations, though? Anymore. Because he was at one point. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, again, if you, it would have to be because of the music. The music okay. is not as good as people once felt it was. The, the music is not as good as people thought it would be. Um, but again, I mean, Meek is the one. Meek in his in his in his bracket, Meek is the one that all of those guys look up to. Like I think at one point, the Dirks and the babies, the little babies, I think they looked up to Meek because when when Meek came in with his dreams and nightmares, all of those guys were really young. Yeah, and and, I, and when we're talking about those the big three that we'll call them again, they're nerds, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm a nerd. Um. Meek was like the one person that felt like from that from that cloth that was rapping about actual street shit. Mm-hmm. So did the music just fucking stop? Did it just... Outside of the last album, because we all know what that is. Championships, I thought, was good. But before that, I don't know. Does Meek have too many ups and downs? He's just not consistent? That can be, yeah. That's maybe one of the reasons. Which scares me of him putting out all this music. Because it's like, now, nah, all right, now you're putting out a lot. You have a lot of opportunities for lows here. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, again, I don't think we need uh, the whole mixtape. I mean, I'm not mad at getting a, a mixtape or, a, you know, an EP or something like that. But whatever he's putting out, I think Meek need to tap. I would like to see him lock in with one producer. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Meek do that. I would like to see him go that route. Lock in with one producer, Uh, you know, take your time on it. Don't listen to the outside noise. Don't get caught up in, you know, social media bullshit. Don't worry about the number. I mean, well, he, you said he's in, independent now? We don't know. Well, we said we, we don't even know. But don't worry about the numbers. You know, don't. This is Treat this like a, a whole new introduction to Meek and get back to the shit that, you know, that Meek does. Get back to that Meek. Don't, don't chase none of this new shit going on because that's not with your fans. That's not what the core wants. The core wants Meek. We don't want none of this other, 
these other sounds that's going on. And it's hard. Again, you know, they popularize these sounds and you got to sound this. You got to have a record that sounds like that. Nah, just give us Meek. We don't want none, we don't want none of this other. We don't want Meek to sound like nobody else. I, has he had a, a hit since going bad? Well, you loved Uptown Vibes. Uh, let's take out my personal preference. I, do, I did love Uptown Vibes. Same. But Going Bad was the, the one, mm-hmm. which I was definitely wrong about when I was like, eh, I don't like it. And you were like, you're bugging. And then yeah. a month passed and I was like, hey, I'm bugging. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah, then, uh, that was the one. Um, how long ago was that? Years. Maybe four years. Going bad was 2019. So yeah, three years. Three years ago. Three years ago, and outside of it just being a good record, let's also give credit to the Drake stimulus package plus the moment of them coming back together. Yeah, that was that big. definitely added to Honestly, the record. So, yeah. Outside of it actually being a good song. Before going bad, what was his hit? Before that, what uh, was the hit before that? Dangerous, Dan- dangerous, which was great. Mm-hmm. Dangerous was fire. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I'll just be the one to say it. As as yeah. a Meek fan, it's been a fucking long what, time no, which since he's the, uh, been he's been relevant music wise. Meek will always be relevant because no, Meek is a staple oh, in the culture. But well, no, he had twenty four seven after going bad with LMA, and that was in between twenty nineteen. Same, that was same album though. Yeah, like, I, I'm, album. I'm, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can, and I know things were difficult business wise, and it's tough to put out hits when your business is not correct and you have problems with labels I, I fully sympathize for that but it's let's call a spade a spade to some degree he has not been relevant music wise in a minute since 2019 LMA 247 2019 I, I factor in COVID I factor in other things don't get me wrong business yeah we yeah. get it I hope this isn't coming across as hating I love Meek no it's never no we don't but as someone Meek. as someone that is so active and has been so active and is so boisterous which I think he should be and so much in the light in the camera you can't ask questions about music and you're not delivering music when you're outside that much Sean Sean on the other hand shuts the fuck up and goes in his crib and chills and just produces good and music and puts music so I if I were to be like, oh damn, Sean hasn't put something out since 2019. He also has not been seen since 2019. True. So it's different. So we're you saying, can't just keep can't be talking this way and not deliver the music and question why it's not hitting. Well, is the music good? Start there. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, you know, again, we got to see what happens now. He's, he's he's saying that his business is in order. He's he feels better. Um, he's able to do the things that he wants to do. So again, is he adding a lot of expectations to this next drop with all of this? Because now you're doing all of this, you're tweeting all of this, and you know I'm able to do what I want, and you know they were standing in the way of my creativity, and the business was fucking me up. We understand how that goes. So now with all of that being cleared and all of that being set up the way you wanted it to be, now with these next projects and this next album and this, these mixtapes that you're, you're ready to get into, if those don't sound good, what does that mean for Meek now? Because he's had, that, that, he's that had, he be, has, he's had more cosigns than a lot of artists. I mean, Ross, you know, Ti, at one point, Hove, Robert Kraft, everybody, Tom Brady, Nicki, Nicki uh, you know, it's it's like Safari. It's like it's like it's it's a lot of it's a lot of. He's had a lot of you know shoulders to and conversations Fair to have with some pretty people that knew what the fuck they were talking about. Mm-hmm. He has the right relationships. He has access to a lot, a lot of things that other artists don't. So now if the music doesn't live up to these 
you know, the images and, you know, the the social media hanging out here, you know, with these guys. And if the music doesn't live up to that now, what does that mean for me? I think it looks for the first time in a truthful way would be the time to count him out. Count him out as far as you don't mention him with the Sean's, the. He's Little- still he's still there because of his discography and everything that he's he's done. But championships was so fucking good that when expensive came, expensive pain came and flopped and wasn't good, it was like, all right, you could get you get one bad bad off. Like yeah, it's okay. Every, every artist got one that we just wasn't with. Like right. it's okay. We know your track record. We know the type of shit you. We talking about moving forward from this. Point so, but forward. if you do another dud and you were blaming everything else on the bad business, and now the business is okay, and then you flop again, yes, that's it's time. Now, to have now that you're now you're putting yourself in a, a place where it possibly could be over. And I'm not saying that is is going to happen, no. but yeah, that's why sometimes with these marketing plans, like what Puff is doing with is R and B dead. Yeah, it creates moments but now you're you putting yourself to you gotta live up to it on a pedestal that you have to deliver with me now blaming atlantic and and that entire thing all right now now deliver the same way with when khaled does the most amazing marketing ever and then he puts himself so high up on this pedestal and the record is so much lower than that pedestal it it makes the marketing not even fucking worth it like so it puts you in a worse place so you're saying you don't like the believe record with justin timberlake Cause I know you were really going crazy when you found out about that feature. I don't even remember what that sounds like. I still believe, still believe you. St- right, that is the record, right? Can we throw some auto tune on more? Is that the that's the same record, right? Believe. Yeah, I I know they played it for like the playoffs. I think they they that was like the NBA playoffs like record. Mm. Yeah, I think the All Star game, the the starting lineups may have walked out to that record. Oh, they they pushed it. They tried to push it to us. Yeah, I remember that record. You don't look at yourself in the mirror when that comes on, <laughs> and like really like dive into like your psyche and who you what, are. It doesn't come like on. this is Rory. In slow motion yeah, like this is crack. this is Rory inside of here. This is just a vessel that I roam the earth in. But inside, they don't know. <laughs> this what is what just a vessel I roam there. <laughs> off the off the Justin Timberlake feature. <laughs> it's like you believe, right? Believe in yourself. Uh, that record is terrible. Hey, Meek, what listen, was that man? on? It was a, it was a non album single. Oh yeah, it was for the NBA playoffs. When you need when you, told when you. you need one, they'll throw a pop star and never mind, forget it. Listen, Meek, we love you. We just hope that this new music, these mixtapes, these freestyles, just get back to that Meek shit, man. Please, just get back to that Meek shit. That's all we want. We don't want nothing else. We just need Meek Mill. That's it. Yeah, that jump up and down on the couch music that Meek Mill makes. Like that's what he makes you feel like. Like I want to jump off of him. Well you jump up and down and on the couch. Anyway. It could but be Meek makes hype music. Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran could be blasting and she's jumping up and down on the couch. It doesn't matter. You just want a reason to just jump up and down on couches to match. We get it. We love you though. Everybody yeah, saw it. She too meek actually. Yeah. See? I'm sure Dreams and Nightmare played at some point in there. Yeah. Seriously? It said it was it didn't make the album though. No, yeah, it didn't make the album. That should tell you something. <laughs> J- Justin didn't clear it? <laughs> no, it didn't work, and it would have costed them more to put it on the album. So Justin didn't, <laughs> Justin didn't say that was on the arm? No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fam, I'm going to need that check for that feature, you heard? <laughs> I know we cool and all that, but yeah, I'm going to need my ducats ASAP. 
Duckets. Um, Jesus Oh, Christ. wow. You're definitely aging yourself with Duckets. <laughs> I mean, you know Justin Timberlake still says Duckets. You know that. You seen his haircut? You think Justin Timberlake says Duckets? Absolutely. You seen his haircut? Well, which one? Justin's went through the new one. No. I think he has a fade now. He said, is he black again? Yeah. He has a fade. Oh, no. wait. Hold on. No one told me that Justin was trying to be back in the in the culture. What do you mean? Well, he went, he went, <laughs> he went out to the woods and fucking made an oh, awful yeah. album. He just went. He and just wanted some s'mores. So you got to go oh, in the woods. He left the, he left the woods and went to the barbershop. <laughs> yeah. You know, Justin, look, good fade. No, he's still looking, still looking white. Oh God, those fucking dance moves. I'm a fan of Justin Timberlake, but that shit is Justin really Timberlake cringy. dance. He dances like he's uh in in rewind. Like that was cool in like 2002. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and please clean this up so this works well yeah. when that hits. He definitely dances nah, like he he's dances in like rewind. he's in rewind. Look at him. Yeah. He looked like he walked oh, in man. like that, and they yeah, just rewinded so the tape. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Okay. Justin Timberlake is, is one of those white dancers that appears like he has rhythm, but if you start counting while he's dancing, <laughs> you can't. You just can't. Just, <laughs> just like can't there's count. there's really no fluidity to anything. Yeah. It's it, it's very counted. No, I mean listen, it, Justin. Timberlake, that makes sense in my head. Go just, count when you watch him dance. He, he has. It's it's very much robotic. <laughs> He has rhythm, but he it's, does. It's, it's like when you're a white boy with dances well, a little than bit of rhythm, people, they kind of like exaggerate it. Like, oh my God, he's amazing on the dance floor. He has rhythm for sure. There's the, there's but I just head. feel like in his head, he's like one, two, three, and three. And four, four. Four. <laughs> you can see him count. You can see him count yes. the set. <laughs> one and two and three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's how I think, that's how his dancing looks to me. Yeah. Like he, in his, in his in-ear, it's not just the engineer in front of house. It's like the... <laughs> It's the choreographer. The choreographer. It's like, and it's like, one, and two, and Justin now. <laughs> and ball change step, back in three, and one. Where are we going from here? Everything, everything about his dancing looks like Urban Cotton Eye Joe to me. All right, there goes your Justin feature, buddy. Out of the I was never getting one. Oh, I thought the whites would unite. The no, whites man, never unite. unite. They only unite when they see the blacks united. There you go. Um, All right. What do you guys, Mark? What do you guys want uh, to hear? Uh, we can go to. Well, speaking of Justin, probably trying uh, to get back in the culture. I'm sure he called Timberland. Oh yeah, you know that's his uh, his ticket back in. Coming out he the definitely woods. Made Timberland picked him up from the uh, from from camp. <laughs> He's like Tim, I'm ready. He's like, you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm ready. You know, Tim answered that call three months after the. Uh, Man in the Woods album was like, I was expecting this. <laughs> I knew you'd be calling. I knew you'd be, back. I knew you'd be back here. I'm already on my way. <laughs> Justin was on the side of the road with a sleeping bag. <laughs> like you didn't have to come out here for this. You know you could have made s'mores in the house. Justin's gonna act on this next album with Timberland that he was like one of the inner city kids that got bust out to camp. That's his Man in the Woods album. <laughs> like he's gonna act like he was a fresh air kid. <laughs> Like, yeah, man, I just went out. I went out to the burbs for a bit, but I'm back. You don't think burbs. Justin Timberlake was a fresh air uh, kid? No, I think his family probably took in a kid from the fresh air fund. <laughs> I don't think he was a fresh they house, air kid. They housed some kids from the inner city. Do they have fresh air funds in like Nashville and other cities? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Is that just like a New York thing? I think. I'm no. sure they have other programs like that in other cities. 
that's a sick program when you think about it. Hey, bring the kids from the ghetto and let them show them how we live for a, for a weekend and then send them back. The Fresh Air Fund is one of the sickest programs of, of all time. Can you pull up Mace's 24 Hours to Live verse, please? Why not? Everything Mace was talking about would have taken way more than 24 hours. <laughs> nah, not necessarily. I, it was a lot. You can't not- take white kids and throw them in the ghetto to, to show them what Christmas is like in 24 hours. What month does he? <laughs> was this record in? And what hour is this? Like, how many hours you got left? Uh, uh, all right, hold on. I yeah, do, I do. All right, I have 24 hours to live. I do shit like take kids from the ghetto, show them that they could have had if they never settled. Take every white kid from high last level, show them what Christmas is like growing up in the ghetto. If you can take every white kid from high last high class level on Christmas to the ghetto, I just feel like t- 24 hours isn't enough time. Well, I mean, it's not that far fetched because everybody comes from you know nice neighborhoods and go down to the city to Rockefeller Center during Christmas. Come uptown to Harlem a little bit, just so, come a little further up Madison. So Avenue. essentially, whenever the Christmas tree is lit at Rockefeller Center, we can just get a bunch of buses. Yeah. And, and like, just kidding, throw them in there. Literally <laughs> 80 blocks. Like, just <laughs> we got to go 80 blocks up Madison, and I promise you, shit is going to start to look very different. <laughs> very different. I mean, I've been in Harlem during Christmas. It's a little dangerous. more violent, but it's nice. It's dangerous. You know, yeah. very dangerous. They still sometimes put the little snowflake lights. Up. Oh, no, no. Yeah. They, they try oh. to make it look good on the eye, but you better have your ass out of there when them stores close. Believe that. Fam. Mace just giving out blunts on his last 24 hours is fucking hilarious to me. Mace. And then Kiss, my favorite bar in this whole shit. Kiss heard all that amazing shit that Mace was going to do. And Kiss was like, man, if I had 24 hours to kick the bucket, fuck it. I'm just going to go eat some fried chicken and drink a Nantucket. Not going to stress himself out on his last 24. I'll just, I, listen, man, you want to go help everyone? Cool, Mace. I'm just, give me, give me a, a two piece and a side. And a Nantucket, I'm good. I want to know who came up with this. Like, who decided that this was going to be the direction of this record? You know, you know, Puff gave the greatest speech ever in the studio of the deepest. Listen, but like, if you had 24 left, you know how Puff would, would sell that. Yeah. You sounded like 20. Him. Yo, you had 24. Like, that's all we got left on this earth. What would you do? Like, we got to think about that. <laughs> you know, he sold it that way. <laughs> Puff definitely. And it worked, like, it would have worked on me. Yeah. Go in there and start writing some shit. And then Black Rod was like, yeah, I'm gonna piss on dude. <laughs> <laughs> Puff probably gave it, 24 <laughs> hours to live. Fuck it. Why not I, piss on somebody? I actually I think Black Rob was probably the most honest in this entire record. Everyone else said a bunch of positive shit. Black Rob was like, man. Because Black Rob probably felt like he only had 24 hours left at some point in his life. <laughs> Pull out my dick and take a piss on the floor. Yeah. I would maybe do that on my last day. I'd do that when it's not my last day. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Julian is asking what the boys would do in their last 24 hours. Oh, man. Uh, first, I would cry. Please put it into a a, a, a bar. Thanks. No, I'm, I would start with a cry. but then Mur- have to Murder, get to, for sure. You would kill somebody? Yeah, Mur- 100%. Who? It'd definitely be murder. You would if kill- you had tw- if you knew you had twenty if you were healthy, and not like in the hospital you have twenty four hours. Literally at midnight, it's a wrap for you, and you knew that murder wouldn't be on your mind. No, no. Why would I kill? I don't have to deal with them once I'm gone. Why am I going to They're murder? Be them? Dead to no, because you coming with me. Oh no! You, you don't want to- <laughs> 
so, so you love them you? is what I feel him? like. Like no, because he want to he want to kill them in like the the ghost world too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Because no, no, there's no laws in the ghost world, right? That we of know not. of. Yeah, we we I've been there a few times. Don't so. act like y'all are this good of people. I'm not gonna. I just don't somebody. know if. All right, where, I understand. You guys are hour, all amazing. At what hour are you killing somebody? At what hour? <laughs> yes, I like the first like hour. You wake up at five a.m. and know you got twenty four hours. Like Here's seven. the thing. <laughs> like I'm dead tomorrow at five a.m. Tomorrow. Yeah. I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto. Okay. In no way would I kill innocent people. I, I have I have two people in mind that would be murdered in that. I would do it early in the day just so I could get five stars and see what would happen. That's nuts. I would spend my 24 <laughs> hours on the run. Like it would be exciting. Glory wants to start I would I would murder stars. early and I would call I would call in and snitch on myself like hey, there's two bodies right over there. My name's Rory Farrell. This is my social security number. This is my I give you my location. Let's see how long I can last in my 24 hours. You would catch two bodies in one day? And then they catch yeah, it's my last day. But then they catch you and lock you up. And your they last both few live in the, in the cell. Hmm? Like, what if they catch you like your last few hours in a cell? No, if I no, I'd kill myself. If I got into, <laughs> 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 you, you just, I always knew no you was crazy. You, no, no, listen, man. I always knew you was crazy. Wait, but you killing cra- yourself when you have two hours? Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, okay, all right. Let's go through the <laughs> let's, anyway. let's go through, through the itinerary. Sure. All right, I find I wake up at eight a.m. Okay, you have breakfast. Someone says, "Hey, this is your last twenty-four. Yeah. You're going to die at 8 a.m. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'd give myself some time, maybe do some bacon, maybe a lot of bacon. Bake. <laughs> yeah. Bacon. No, I, would just, I would eat a lot of bacon. Your blood pressure doesn't yeah, matter right yeah. now. I would, okay. Bacon would be the first thought. Yeah. I would probably start murdering around <laughs> 2 p.m. Okay. Yes. Thinking too. A right before rush Because hour. sometimes, right. have you ever ate a pack of bacon? And like never. You, I've never stomach, ate a pack of bacon. No. <laughs> When you eat too much bacon, your stomach starts to hurt. So yeah. I have to I have to keep in mind that I may need a moment to lay down. <laughs> so okay. I'm thinking murder would happen around 2 p.m. Right after you take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I'm well rested. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you know. gotta you gotta have a lot of rest before you murder someone. Yeah, I know he's dead ass though, right? I believe it. Uh it would depend where they were in the, the scenario. But I mean, I listen, I there's registered guns here. I, I'd keep it simple. Let's, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not like a sick, diabolical person where I'd want to torture anyone. No, I would just be quick, right pistol. to the head. Pistol. There you go. Got you. They, well, I, I would want them to know it was me, though. Okay, so that's 2 it o'clock. It wouldn't be behind. Like, so I want, like it would be facing forward. Body. Okay, so that's 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, from so I'm thinking by... 6, you'd be done. Depending if it was done in a public place and cameras and all that. By 2.30, the cops would know. If not, by 3, I would, I would call them. Okay, quick question. And say that I did it. These people live in the boroughs. Yes. And you live in Jersey City. Yes. So you actually wouldn't get to them till 3. That's you fair. Got, with traffic, we, we do have to consider traffic. Got a fact yeah. traffic. traffic. But yeah. spending an hour okay. of your last 24 in traffic is sick. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, listen, I'm just trying to help you out. Spending an hour in traffic. So I should take bacon off the itinerary? I just, yeah. I mean, I just, no, no, but no, you but should you take think, murder off the itinerary. But you, you gotta think. Have bacon. Eat all the fucking bacon you want. I promise you. That's fine. First of all, to a, sit a, pig, a pig died, <laughs> was murdered for that. To sit in traffic for an hour and your last 24 hours No, but if you look at the way I planned it, when I'm eating the bacon is when rush hour is. Rush hour is done by the time my bacon stomach ache is over. Yeah, okay. So I can get to the burrows in a relative time around 2 Do you PM. shower or no? Stink ass all day. You die stinky ass crazy. Hmm. Well, I usually shower before bed, so okay. I don't know if I, need, I would need a shower. Okay. That's I would fair. put on some cologne to murder, though. I feel like some, you might start that's sweating sick. if somebody told you at 8 a.m. that today was your last day to live. I feel I, like- that's why I, I gave this. I would cry okay. first. So 
Thank See, I gave the same. I'm gonna did. cry, but then I'm gonna like, all right, I gotta, I gotta. This is my last day. I'm doing Guys, a lot of shit. You know, I'm an Irish exit person. I'm not telling I mean, anyone. Anybody. I'm not. I'm not gonna have my last moments with the family. Say all the things I want to say. No, I'm. I'm out of here. The way it should be. I would, know. So, so if you had 25 hours live, you, you wouldn't tell your, your your mother. No. You wouldn't tell your father. No. Can you tell the people of this podcast? Like we have to, because if we she, come to work one day, I, you just if not I here. I had a text in our group chat. Hey, y'all, it's my last day. What a shitty way to spend your last day. What a sad fucking, oh, I got to tell my mother I'm going to die. I don't want to spend my last day that way. But you would rather That's eat so sad. an entire pack of bacon, take a nap, and then go kill somebody. Yes. Yeah, like okay, so you guys keep fucking on my itinerary. 3 p.m., I'm, I'm calling sorry. the cops. <laughs> I'm not one of the people, <laughs> right, that you're coming to see. <laughs> no, you. right, no, 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 no. I just had to make that. As long as I'm not one of the people that you're coming to. Because I'll make it easier. I'll just like run and keep you on the run for all day. Like, Yeah, and, and now I think about it. I might call you for the unregistered pistols, but I'm going to die yeah. anyway. So oh, gotcha. if it's registered in my name, fuck it. It's okay. Um, by 3 p.m., I call the cops. But at that point, I think I would choose... Wait, why would you call the cops? Because I'm out, I'm reliving my Grand Theft Auto fantasy. I want to have five oh, okay, stars. Okay, okay. I want like the force gotcha. after me. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. Now, I would love to have that chase on the Grand Central or on the Jackie. On the Grand Conquerors? Because I think that would just be fun. But I feel like innocent people may be hurt. Like imagine a, a Grand Theft Auto shit on the FDR. Uh, People uh, are dying. I don't want that to happen. So I think I would choose well, I'm the turnpike. Be the turnpike you. has enough space. I could do my OJ moment you're not, on the turnpike. You're not having an OJ moment on the turnpike at 3.30. In a Mazda. In a Mazda. <laughs> Way too many cars on the turnpike at that time. Well, 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 first of all, I have 24 hours to live. Take the side streets. I'm 100% <laughs> renting a fucking Lamborghini so or something. So when are you going to go pick up the Lamborghini yeah, what time you want to go pick in up between the this timeline? <laughs> And, I'm a multitasker your, on the your, way to the murder. And your card isn't working, so you have to sit on the phone with the bank for about 40 minutes. <laughs> like, you, like Spending my last 24 hours with Loyon on the phone, like, yeah. hey, can you tell Chase to let this transaction go through? <laughs> I'm trying to murder someone, Loyon. <laughs> yeah, down that, that last 24 sounds. But no, if the, if, if the cops ended up catching me and cornering me, yeah, I would kill myself. I'm about to die in you three hours anyway. So, suicide by cop. No, that's not three hours. You still have some time left. You have... And and I wouldn't want the cops to kill me because then Fox News would take it and be like, see, they kill white people too. So I, I wouldn't want to contribute see, to that. They go to, every time? <laughs> every time we want the joke? See? That's my white impression. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> With a white face. Yeah, that 24 hours. Nah, bro, you got to rethink that. I bacon, don't, I'm not mad at the bacon in the morning. Start your day with a whole fucking pack no, of bacon. Eat me? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. Eat, gonna eat me. My last day? Yeah. I'm eating all kind of burgers, steaks, oxtail, <laughs> all kind of shit. What? But you would get sick. Glizzies. Yeah, I don't, I'm shitting on myself and just walk outside. I don't get It's my last day. <laughs> you, kill, you kill me for sitting in traffic. You want to spend your 24 hour on the bowl? No, I'm just saying. I would No, I would shit outside somewhere. Who gives a fuck? I'm, I'm dead in 16 hours. Who gives a fuck? I'll shit right here in front of your house, neighbor. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm out of here tomorrow. Like, who gives a fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like, Rory shit was like, I got to sit in the car, traffic, go rent a Lamborghini. Call on what? Would Yo, you-, you know how sick of a guy you got to be to be like, Yo, my last 24, I'm going to go rent a Lamborghini, man. I don't <laughs> think that's sick. That's I think fucking- y'all are weird. I think it's that sick murder, to a Lamborghini that, and you're not dying. That, that murder and luxury cars would not be at the top of your mind if you had 24 really hours to live. I don't think y'all are. I- are that cool? I'm trying to eat food and have sex. I'm not thinking about. Yeah, like you ain't even get to that part yet. When do you have sex? I wouldn't. You're not fucking your what last day. What the fuck is wrong with it? Your last On day, your you, last wanna, day you, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to tell. Uh, you don't want like three just beautiful, five beautiful women in bed, and you just going to town. No, because 
anytime I've had sex that I didn't really want to have, I regretted it afterwards. Now, revenge and murder, <laughs> I think, would be a better way to spend it. What the fuck? Like, because I, I, all right, you're gonna be. All right, you ever have post? You don't. I don't know if I want post nut clarity on my last day. Because sometimes post nut clarity is not cool. It's like, why did I do that? No, I don't why think, did I go and do that? No, I don't think the post nut clarity works. Post murder clarity yeah, now. Post murder clarity is probably may feel worse. pretty fucking good. <laughs> okay, I see the thought behind it because you've never <laughs> yeah. done it. No, because he's never done it. He hasn't experienced it, so he doesn't know. So it's like, oh, let me just see what this how I feel after I kill somebody. Okay. No, and it's not that on some American Psycho shit. It's just like hey, no, it's you definitely got, on some. American no, Psycho it's it's shit. justice. You got what you got. What was coming to you? Are you going to kill somebody that you feel like deserves it? Two people that I would murder would deserve, in my opinion, to be murdered. Okay, got you. All right. That's Which fair. is why I don't create laws. But I believe that they should be murdered. And if they die today, I would say good. Got you. <laughs> okay. My 24 hours to live would be a little more. And I know it's not evolved, all you therapy people, but... Sorry. No, no, that's how I feel. We're only speaking if you have this is your last day. It doesn't all of that shit goes out the window. No, I understand I, that. I, they could die today and I'd be happy. Uh, oh, you mean even if you weren't dying? Yes. Okay. No, I don't like them. Just to see if they're dead. Yo, you eat Jay- mac and cheese. Damaris, I'm eating everything. Jay Z went to his enemy's funeral and said, looked at the casket, sarcastic. Look at him still sleeping. Oh my God! Hove is a fucking dark human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you're yeah, Hove. That's why that's your man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're Hove. You just said you wanted to sit in traffic after you kill somebody, and I'm calling the cops on myself so y'all could come find me. Yeah, so I could go out. You know what would really suck though? If this whatever person told me I was going to die in 24 hours, and you ever watched that so Raven or YouTube? Yes. You know how like she got the revelations, mm-hmm. but. Because she got the revelations, it actually created the revelation. Mm-hmm. The concept of that's the raven. Anyone? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What if I wasn't really going to die, but because they told me this. You then died. I then did everything and that's what killed me. Damn. Like mm. someone said, you're going to die in 24 hours. And then I go do the murder. But you don't know how you. Then I die. do the cop. Yeah. I don't know. Then I do the cop thing. And then the cops corner me and I'm like, well, I might as well shoot myself. So they don't shoot me. And now I'm dead and I wasn't going to die. That's fucked up. That's the that's the show that's so raven and no one wants to that's fucked up. realize how dark that show really is. I totally understand why she went off the rocker and so did uh what's the other dude's name? Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown and Raven both have had their public moments after that show. If you look at the concept of the show they were on, it's it's that. Yeah, I would never want to see the future. It's it's creating all the negative shit in your life. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see the future either. Yeah. It would drive me fucking insane. Yeah. Orlando Orlando time. Brown, I saw the old video of him talking about when Puff gave him the Ushi Washi Ushki. Are you okay? Washi Ushki. That's what he said. But I, just, I know <laughs> what he. That's what he said. He is said. He referring to head? But this is this is what I'm saying. Puff. I mean, not Was Puff. that his 24 hours with, no, Orlando, with Puff? No. Orlando Brown, he's. um. I think he knows how to say things without actually saying like so in the video he says yo shout out to Puff he gave me that now you can interpret that to be whatever you want to interpret it to be we're not dancing on this podcast he's suggesting that Puff sucked his dick no see no <laughs> he wants he knows that people are gonna, are gonna think that I do do I exactly I've, well I've never thought about it but I don't think that Puff has performed fellatio in Orlando and Brown. he's not saying it 
That's not what he's saying. He just knows the way the internet works. People are going to take this video, take this clip, and they're going to be like, oh, he alleges that Puff Well, then what was he saying? He, that's what I'm saying. He was just rambling. He just made up some fucking words and just started rambling. It's like, yo, what are you saying right now? American Airlines orders 20 supersonic planes. Rory, this is especially good for us because it says that now we can get from L.A. to New York in three hours. As opposed to five? Yeah. I, I don't want to go supersonic. Give me, no? there, give me there in five. No? You're not for, gonna get two, for just to shave off two hours? No. Okay. Yeah, I wonder how much extra. Now, if you were to say 45 minutes, cool, I'll take the risk to do the supersonic shit. But, uh, mm. So taking two hours off of, of a trip is, isn't worth it for you? Nah. For me, it is. Okay. I'd rather go the safer 500 miles per hour route. You don't think supersonic would be safe? No. <laughs> Right, exactly. He said the supersonic isn't safe, but he would I, get on a flight from LA to New York that is forty-five minutes. Yes, because I think that's. I think <laughs> it all makes sense in my head. No, I'm sure it does. That's uh, Ted Bundy said the same thing. <laughs> it all made sense in my head. First of all, first of all, <laughs> she deserved it. First of all, charming man, very charming, very handsome too. Yeah, he was not. Handsome. Can we talk about? He that was too? handsome. Zach Efron played him. It's a handsome man. Okay. Anyways, I'll let the whites fight for their uh, heroes. <laughs> I really don't know what Ted Bundy looked like. I just know that Zach Efron played him and that he got mad bitches. Ted Bundy was not a Ted he Bundy got a mad hoes. Look at that guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure in the they did it, time he they was did him there. a favor letting nah, Zach Efron. I mean, play you don't know the filter. The filter. I'm sure at that time, you know, that shit was. Look at that head of hair. What are you talking about? That head of hair. That's all it takes for white guys to be handsome. <laughs> I have a full head of hair. Okay, but what about the rest of your forehead and face, sir? You look like a fucking big toe without the nail on it. <laughs> but you have a full head of hair. Yeah. You look like a ninja flows turtle in, without the bandana on, but you, flows in you the got wind. a full head of hair. You look like okay. spoiled milk, but you full head of hair. So, all right, I take it back. He must have been really fucking charming then. Well, how how did he get that? Because he wasn't women? really handsome. Yes. He was not I really thought he handsome. looked like Zach Efron. I was like, oh yeah, he was just showing up to, to the bar and bitches was like, no, let's go. They did him a favor letting Zach, Zach Efron play him in a fucking biopic. Yo, his jokes must have been hitting. No, he probably, you know, you know those ugly white guys. He's not a cook. He knows about art. Art. He spent a, a winter in Stad. I, I feel like you're, just, like feel like you're like, describing like, me. <laughs> yeah. You know, white guys just like art. You know, they do. They put all the wh- bells and whistles around you. You know what I mean? They're into music. You know how that is. So they buy, me. Is they buy nice couches. So so me. <laughs> they know how to explain the ottoman. Like this ottoman was flown in. It, it's from- weird. It really feels like you're describing me. <laughs> That's what it is. White guys just know a lot of things about stuff and they have conversations about women that don't know anything about what the fuck they're talking about. And then before you know it, they got a fucking butcher knife. Are you saying I'm a coarser? No, I'm saying that you're just falling in line with the the ancestors, (laughs) with your ancestors and forefathers. On Patreon, can we look up the definition of coarse and have a conversation about it? Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) Because sometimes I'm not coursing. Sometimes you're just stupid. Yeah, that's Uh, true. So yeah, I don't know if we should keep that or not. So you wouldn't. <laughs> um, so the supersonic shit, yes. I know you guys think I'm crazy by saying I wouldn't do it if it just shaved off two hours. If it was 45 minutes, it would make me think that technology was worth the risk to figure out. Because now it's like I could get to LA in 45 minutes. Know, That's crazy. Shaving two hours off a flight is kind of insane. That's a big difference. It's a five hour flight. It's a big that difference. That would make it three hours. 
It's a big difference. Rory's crazy. He just said he he doesn't want to do that to be safe, but he'll get on a 45-minute flight from here to LA. Say with no mask. With no, <laughs> yeah, no, no mask. No, now you really living <laughs> on the edge. No mask. Um, I'm I'm I don't know. Whatever happened, what was the name of those planes? Uh oh, fuck, it started with a C, I think. The con the uh Con yeah, the Continental Concords. Whatever happened to those planes? They dis they discontinued them, but they're uh they're trying to bring them back. They used to go Why did they discontinue them though? Yeah, these are these are like the newer version of the Concords. Oh, uh, they typed in Concord plane and disaster was the first thing that came up. So of hey, course things hey, must hey, have been crashing. Oh, okay, great. You bring up the its final flight article. <laughs> no, it was October twenty fourth, yeah. two thousand two thousand three. That was the last time that the Concord made a flight from New York to London. So, all right. Crazy your flight. These existed for a while, though, right? Yeah, the Concords? yeah. Absolutely. So, they fucked them up. Mad people died. So, now we're going to try to bring them back for two extra hours in our lives. Why do you keep saying mad? Why do you keep saying mad people died? All it was was disaster. Crash, crash, crash. <laughs> I don't know if they had any no, flights it's crash. It's saying one of the issues that negative, negatively affected the success of Concord was the cost of fuel. Yeah, little Rory just got people dying on Concord. <laughs> we talk. Gas prices is the craziest they've ever been. We're gonna bring the Concords back. Concord Actually, better. Thanks, thanks, Joe Biden. Restricted to go only. We did it over the ocean. <laughs> That's what they were talking about. You said what? They were only allowed to go supersonic over the ocean yeah. because it sent a shockwave into the air strong enough to shatter glass if it went over densely populated areas. Yeah, now they went supersonic. Yeah, causing huge headaches for the airline. I saw Maverick with Tom Cruise. I get it. I know how fast they were going. Oh, I see. I see what Biden's trying to do. All those flyover states that voted for Trump, we about to shatter every window with these new planes. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy enjoy fly, your glass. Fly, fly over all the red states. Exactly. <laughs> that New York to LA is just mad Trump votes that you fly over. <laughs> Let's just shatter all the glass in their house. Uh, I think this is going to be. A, I think a, that's a great strategy I think this by is Biden. Be, I think this is going to be good for American Airlines, though. Uh, they're already not my favorite airline. I think they have other issues besides say, the two extra hours. Because most of their planes do feel very much 1990. Yeah, they have a lot of old, old, a lot of old planes for sure. Oh. Right, we'll, we'll see with the supersonic shit. Uh, the Lakers are retiring. Pal Gasol's jersey. Congratulations to Pal Gasol. That uh, that duo of him and Kobe don't get talked about or recognized enough when you talk about uh, duos. And championship histories. Very true. Um, so salute to Pal Gasol on a great career. Um, love the way he stepped in, you know, with the with the Bryant family after Kobe's untimely passing and his daughter and everybody else on that helicopter that day. Uh Pal Gasol has, you know, always been close to the Bryant family, but uh from what you know we see with, uh, with Vanessa posting now these days, like Pal is still there. He's still being a figure in their life. Uh, he hasn't, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to stay around and, you know, people say, oh, I'll hold the family down while you're going. That lasts for a year or yeah, two. Right. And then, you know, they they disappear and phase out. But Pal Gasol is being a great uh, great friend, a great brother, and a great uncle. So salute to Pal Gasol and a great career with the Lakers and having his jersey uh, retired. Quietly, I think, will be first ballot Hall of Fame. For sure. But, like, one of the quiet players, like, I— no one would think off rip that he should be first ballot right away until you look at his stats. And then it's like, oh yeah, he's better no, than he's, the players that we revere more was, than him. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's his uh, career in Spain, um, his career in the NBA 
it, it he's definitely had a Hall of Fame career without a doubt. He's not a diplomat though. So uh no, Cam didn't give him a change, so nor did Dennis Robin. Yeah. And Dennis Rodman is going to Russia to discuss uh an American dip American diplomat, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Make sure you put American diplomat mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Russia. Yet? Yeah. Dennis Rodman. Hall of Famer, American diplomat, legend, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Did I know we give Wayne a lot of credit for how all these rappers look now, but is it really Dennis Rodman? That 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 started having players? just the, the look of what hip hop is now. Is it Dennis Rodman? You mean the druggy look? Yes. Drugged out? Every, just everything that Dennis looks like. <laughs> if you would have spent two more nights in, in Atlantic City, that's what you would have looked like. <laughs> it doesn't take long to look like that, Roy. Oh, no. That's, fentanyl was in the air. Yeah. I could I smell that's it. That's three nights in Atlantic City and you look like Dennis Rodman. I'm just trying to, you got out of there just in time. That was definitely a Proud Boy photo y'all took. Y'all look like, oh, yeah. y'all look like some Proud Boys. Y'all were proud to be American in, in Atlantic City that day. Everyone in that photo knows what the inside of the Capitol building looks like. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yo, man. Listen, we're going on tour. We're coming to a city near you soon, hopefully. Uh, get tickets now at newroryinmall.com. Uh, we'll be in Chicago September 18th. And um, I'm not sure where we're after that, Rory. But. Uh, I believe Russia is our next live oh, show. God. Well, we definitely won't be going to Russia. I can, If we have Russian fans, thank you for listening and watching. But we won't if you're, be if you're allowed to listen, if we're not shadow banned. September 18th, Chicago. September 23rd, Washington, D.C. October 2nd, Charlotte, North Carolina. November 5th, London. November 13th, Atlanta, Georgia. November 19th, Dallas, Texas. November 20th, Houston, Texas. December 9th, Seattle. December 11th, Portland. December 18th, Boston and New York uh, and L.A. will be added to this schedule soon as well. So uh, get your tickets now, newroryinmall.com. Come out, kick it with us. We'll have a good time at the live show. Good to see the people that watch us and listen to two crazy men sitting on a couch talking about all their gripes with life and what they'll do in 24 hours to live. Uh, Listen, I'm excited for this tour. I don't even really want to pod, like, I know we're going to be on stage and all that. I want to go sit in the crowd and like actually have conversations. You're yeah, not good. Go get that like, box. Like, Don't sit, worry about it. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So get your tickets, man. We'll be on the road. Uh, come check us out or not. Whatever. We'll have a good time with or without you. That is true. Yeah. Either way, I'm having fun. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Um. So yeah, Are you man. Fucking uh, women on tour. No. Never doing that again. I told you that the last time. Stop asking me that. You're bringing up an old traumatic experience. I will never do that again. I think maybe I want to. That's why I keep asking. Yeah, no. If you're going to do the it. It's the worst shit Like, you know, sometimes when you want to do something, you keep asking your friends like, oh, will you, will you do it? No, I know. I'm answering yeah. you. No, so, like, we'll never do it again. Make me feel better about no. me thinking about trying not to do happen it. Not happening, not doing it. Um. So, yeah, enjoy the rest of y'all week. Uh, we'll be back Friday to kick it with y'all. What do you got planned on for the rest of the week, uh, Rory? Uh, Just recording. That's what our life is become, man. Living the dream. Recording. Go Proud Boys. I will be back to talk to you guys on Friday. Y'all be safe. Enjoy your week. I'm that nigga. He's just ginger. Peace. Goodbye. No worries, mom.